another episode of Top Shuffers Podcast. Um, this is the second ever Zoom attempt at a podcast. And uh, as you can see, we have the boy Salty back for his second one. And a newcomer, the good boy, Hunting Sasquatch. Now, if you guys don't know who he is yet, if you haven't been watching the WoW streams, he's also a Twitch streamer. And he plays the hunter in our guild, so. I do play the hunter. I do think it's funny to, like, I keep telling people, they're like, oh, who's Sasquatch in your channel? I'm like, well, we added each other on Facebook, and then come to find out he fucking lives five minutes from me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, huh, that doesn't happen often. And it was weird, too, because, like, I think you added me because of, like, the common people that we're friends with, and the common people that we're friends with, like... I don't think either of us really hang out with him. No, I don't think so. I don't yeah, think it was, so. It's funny. I like to just add people and see where it goes. You never know who ends up being fucking cool shit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, my chair is about ready to break. If it breaks on the stream, top tier quality. You haven't assembled a new one yet. I don't want to talk about it. No, I haven't. <laughs> Dude, I... I had a vertigator chair before I have the chair I have now. Literally, 300-pound chair. Had to carry it up by myself. Four flights of stairs. It took me four hours to put that thing together. But it also took me two hours to get up to my fucking apartment. <laughs> Jeez. 300 pounds? It's a 300-pound gaming chair because it's all made out of pure leather and all made out of steel. Oh, man. I sold it. I, I bought it for like $500. I sold it for like 200 because I was like, just take it. I thought the new one that I got was heavy. It's like 80, I think. 80 pounds total. It's a good, very yeah. good quality chair. I just haven't put it together because I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think the right exact actually weight was like 163 was the chair's weight. Wow. I'm not sure it was just one weight, but... I, I threw out the old chair as soon as this one came in. The, like, it was on the porch. I threw the other one out the door before I got this one inside. What chair? I, was, I got a, a respawn gaming chair. I don't remember the actual name of it, but it was, you know, it was worth it because I could now I could recline. It did not hurt myself before we reclined. The seat of the chair would go up on the old one too, and I just fall backwards every time. Oh yeah. See, that scares me. That, you did a brave thing by throwing your chair out before you even opened the box to make sure you have all the parts. Look. I've been screwed with that so many times where I'm like, nope, mm-mm. The other chair was so uncomfortable, I was willing to make the sacrifice of just standing at my desk leaned over <laughs> so the new one arrived. <laughs> the old one the old one I bought at a resale shop, and I found it on the second floor of the resale shop. And it's like, it says uh, $20 on it. Can I have this for a 15 The owner goes, all right, that sounds good. If you need help getting your car, go, all right. We're carrying it down the stairs. They go, you know what? You can have it for 10. Go, all right. Make it a little ways down the stairs. You know what? You have it for five. It's like, okay, thank you. That chair for like four years. That's, no wonder it was only $5. That's a hell of a steal, if you ask me. Yeah, it is a steal. I was really, I was really proud of it. I was really proud of my bartering skills. It's like, <laughs> Aglin, I was, you know, I would play the straight face. Like, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You just agree to everything until he's like, you know what, just fucking take it. Yeah, he's like, here, take the money to the register, too. <laughs> that, that's the kind of thief that I want to be, where I just walk in and, like, 
am just so kind to him. They're like, you know what? Here, here's some money for you. Yeah. So I need to know, Salty. You, um, we were talking beforehand about Fall Guys, and if you guys don't know, congratulations to Tim the Tatman for finally becoming good at gaming. Um, that's a important topic to cover. But you said that Fall Guys ruined your day. I was having a good day this morning. I woke up. You know, you ever wake up and you're just like, oh, I feel rested for once in my life. It's like, wow, that's nice. And, then, and my mom's like, I'm going to the store. And I'm like, okay. And like 10 minutes later, she comes back and she brings me an energy drink. I'm like, I don't drink these that often, but I like them. So I'm having a good day so far. I'm going to play some Fall Guys. I play a couple games. I'm actually relaxed. I'm leaned back in my chair, fully reclined. My feet are like right here on my desk. I'm not going to put my feet up on the desk to demonstrate. But... I was leaning back. I was having a good time. And then I play uh, that memory puzzle game. You know, where you, it's like, oh, there's grapes. You got to stay on the grapes. So the final round of that, I'm win- I'm not falling off, but I saw a scout fall off. And I noticed something off in the distance. A little scout figure goes flying up like that, and he landed back on the grapes. It fell off. Went, doesn't seem right. That doesn't, something there seems fishy. Next game is block party. I'm really happy. This game's going well. I go up to the scout. I grab him. I go, saw, saw something fishy with you. So we hug each other a little bit. You know, we hug it out. We go, oh, okay, maybe this guy's cool. He gets knocked off. But I see him fly around the front and land in front of him. Mm-hmm. There's something <laughs> not great about here. So everybody sees this. We all grab him. It's, you know, a block party at the end of it where there's like a bunch of blocks coming at you real fast. There's like 22 of us left right there. All of us grab him at the same time. And there's only four people left. Me, that guy, and two other people. So then, me and this guy has been flying, and then it's Fall Mountain. And at this point, I'm like, I really hope what I saw was just some, some error. Because this is a good chance of me winning Fall Mountain for once in my life. And I could get a crown, and I could live. I can finally tell my mother that she has something to be proud of. <laughs> I take off running, Fall Guy. I take off running. I'm in first place so far. I learned a little trick where if you jump over that orange platform, you get a little bit of a speed boost. I'm, I'm in first place. I, I'm like, oh, man, there's other people already. I hit my balls. I'm doing good. I'm way ahead. I turn around. I'm not even, like, halfway up yet, though. I turn around. I see the scout still there at the beginning. He just takes off like a Super Saiyan. Oh, no. Whoosh! It just flies straight at the crowd. Everybody's instantly eliminated. He wins. And then he just looks at the camera and goes, oh! And I'm like, uh, just sit here. He's <laughs> just raging. But put my chair through the wall. Why does cheaters have to win? Why does the cheater have to be the only game I'm doing good at this game? I lose every time. I've won twice. Out of like 20 hours. Not good. Oof. Not good. I have like 10 hours. I haven't even won once. I've come I've come in second like 20 times though. So Look, there's that. They needed to give us more crowns for being losers. <laughs> <laughs> I need my participation crown. Yeah. <laughs> So what? Okay. I mean, if you, if you come in second, you do get one. You get a participation crown. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If you're second. I wanted to ask you guys. So besides like the obvious games right now, like me and Sasquatch play WoW, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, and Fall Guys has been everything. Like that's what anyone's talking about gaming wise. Is there anything else that's on your guys' radar as of late, or that you've really been interested in, even if it's old? Because I I'm think i'm gonna buy that new dark souls s game that just launched on epic 
Which one is that one? Um, let me grab the name real quick. I was watching some gameplay. It was recommended by one of my buddies because he knows that I really enjoy like the Dark Souls games. And uh, I went and watched some gameplay, and it looks like a new age Demon Souls because it's a little bit slower than like Dark Souls Three and Bloodborne and stuff like that. But it also looks very um. What's the word that they use for games like that? Like frustrate Mortal Shell is the name of it. Oh. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it just came out either yesterday or the day before out on like full release because they were given like some creators codes and whatnot. But I believe now it's fully out for anyone to purchase. But I'm curious so, if there's anything you guys are looking at. So games like that, I have a really actually in general, I have a really hard time buying single player games these days. So I usually try, I usually just beat them the first day I buy them and then never touch them again. I feel like it's a waste of money. I feel like I don't get my value out of it when I can just watch a streamer play it and laugh at them the entire time. I'm that way with story based games. Like, I'm not going to buy Last of Us 2 or anything that's story based, but games that are difficult, like Dark Souls or demon souls i enjoy the struggle of it i definitely get what you're saying i i go by the dollar an hour if i have if, if the game's 60 dollars, if i don't think i can get 60 hours out of it i don't want to buy it i'm the same way i go by um please don't be on so much of a sale that it's gonna make me empty what i have in my paypal account right now <laughs> so i do that too mm-hmm I uh um, I have so many games I've bought I have never even downloaded. Yeah. I uh I bought Skyrim for the fourth time the other day because I was thinking about the dollar an hour thing and it was on sale for thirteen dollars and I'm like I'm losing money if I don't buy this. <laughs> yeah, <And> you're, <laughs> you're doing yourself an injustice at that rate. And uh and I have twenty six hours in it now so, you know there's thirteen dollars I've made if you if you go that logic right you know right. There's another game that I actually, because we're all anime nerds here, right? I know you watch Sasquatch, mm-hmm. and I. Oh, weaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking weaves. Weaves. <laughs> guys, we got some weaves over here. <laughs> There's a game that actually has caught my attention just randomly. I didn't even know existed, and I just pulled it up, and Lyric is playing it right now for like twelve thousand people, like he does. It's a Samurai Jack RPG. What? I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I think I just saw that on uh, Epic. I'm yeah. Looking I'm, I'm looking up Lyric right now. I saw on Epic 2, and uh, it looks... It's it's a Dark Souls-esque game again, but Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack. Uh, Battle Through Time. So it's the new Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent Samurai adventure. Wait, this, so, game's, in, this game's 3D. <laughs> it is indeed this fake. game has three dimensions phonies so uh, that's my problem though is that a lot of companies have been making just Dark Souls games and Battle Royales and it's like our new meta I guess for gaming and it's kind of getting old I agree we with don't you have a, we don't have a Dark Souls Battle Royale yet so which is good gaming companies what about would you consider uh, 
What's that one where you can play either a Viking, a samurai, or a is it a ninja or a pirate? Oh, you're talking about Tom. Uh, you're talking about the one that Ubisoft made, right? The yeah. uh, that's more like an arena. It's not really like a battle royale. Okay, it's I like team based. I never really got into that one. I don't know which one you're talking about, but all I'm saying is there hasn't been a battle royale yet where I see somebody in front of me and they tel teleport behind me and backstab me yet. So it's not the Dark Souls experience I'm looking for. <laughs> no, I kind of agree with you, though. It seems like every game is doing the same exact strategy. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a big fan of like the difficult third-person RPG games. But you know, we have Sekiro that was really popular, same genre. Ghost of Tsushima, same genre. We got the Samurai Jack game that looks good, that same genre. Mortal Shell, that same drama. Demon Souls just got announced as a re-release, same genre. You know, every Call of Duty and shooter game that's going to come out for the next year is either going to be like the, you know, the Valorant style, or it's going to be a battle royale. So I mean, we. Oh, and the game was Boronar. Sorry. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. I definitely think that we are in this weird. Sorry, I got some coffee this weird meta of the same exact type of games. And I think I thought grounded and I thought fall guys, even though fall guys is a battle Royale, I felt like it kind of is breaking that new meta. That's why they're so popular. Right. Breaking and I the love meta of violence. Exactly. Like violence grounded was phenomenal. I think if that game and the developers see like, listen to what people want and, take that big funding that i guess they got and just shove hours and hours into that game they could be the biggest survival game i i have ground i actually have a server um i have like four bases built on grounded i played it for two weeks straight i love it well, is the new update coming out tomorrow with uh content for that game or is it later this week i thought it was the or first the week game. of october could be wrong i thought it was in, i thought it was 20 something Sorry, I'm in September. September. Salty, you have a question. Bebert says, when are you going to start streaming what? again? I I stream like twice a week. And it, and it's kind of random when the day is. Because I'm be like, oh, it's raining the day. That means I can't go outside. It means I can't stream. <laughs> Even though it's indoor activity. Well, too bad. Too bad. And then she also asked right. me if Skyrim is the one that you said I should play. Yes, I think you would really, really enjoy Skyrim because I've never met a single person who was like, nah, this game just sucks. Well, my dad's favorite games, too. No? Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, you brought coffee. I bought, uh, don't worry, I covered the brand this time. I figured last time I brought too many brands with me, so this time it's cheese crackers. <laughs> just straight up cheddar cheese crackers. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Um, what kind oh, of, man. What kind of branding do I got today? Um, the inferior Kroger brand purified drinking water. Oh, that's not going to get caught on the stream. I got G oh. Fuel. G Fuel. Hey, sponsor. Whoa, whoa. whoa. You might actually get sponsored. Hey, wait. You see that article I sent you, Wes? About a certain company that makes chicken nuggets? Yeah. Burger King has been advertising on people's Twitch channels by just going in and donating to text to speech with coupon deals. Like, hey. Two for five Burger King Whoppers. I think it's hilarious. I don't know why other people don't do that. I don't, I don't know either. My stream would end at that very moment or would transfer to mobile. And it would be me and my dad going to Burger King to buy whatever they put into coupons. It, that's, what that, that's what that would happen if that happened on my stream. 
You'd be like, I hold up, like, guys. I feel like that's something Asmongold would do, too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Dude. I, actually, I would, it would probably be more of the, can you donate enough points so I can get this Grubhub to my house? That's a good That point. way, yeah. That way, I don't have to talk to even the person at the drive-thru. They can leave it on my porch, and I can walk outside <laughs> when they drive away. Um, Spirits from our guild just said, damn, you guys are handsome. Yeah, you fucking already know, bud. Just also, sp Spirits, you, you need to look at the UI, not the damage meter. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't plugged my headphones on accident. Yeah, I don't know. Wowza. Wow is a whole topic. We kind of did a lot of wow talk the last episode um, of Top Shelfers. So I don't want to flood it again with that, but you know, to yeah. give it, it's classic's been fun. AQ progressions, AQ progression, and you know, the more I've talked to you about Shadowlands, the more I'm getting interested in potentially putting some hours into that. So that could be fun. And you, you say Shadow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's raiding in Shadowlands. Oh, oh, cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's weird. It's like... Raid Shadowlands is a bit of a new game of all devices and consoles and graphics that are free to play for characters in PvP, either raid experience or boot. I didn't think you didn't want to talk about the music, so I played the bongos for it. It's fine. It's okay. I appreciate any time the bongos are played, because, you know... Don't worry. Uh, for, for later, I have the smaller bongos, so don't wait. I don't forget the big one. Have you ever played that Donkey Kong bongo game? Yeah, I used to own it. Quality. I was about to ask if that was them from that game. Those small no, ones no, that you have in your hand. No, these are these are legitimate bongos. Oh, okay. I, don't know if you can... I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Salty, I think you're like four injections of marijuana away from starting a bongo cult in like the forest. Well, I got another pair of bongos, so we could technically all have bongos. Yeah. We could go teach people about astrology and spiritualism and then you know, inject marijuana, like, I think that's how the kids do it, and then... Oh, hold up, I got you, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you, like... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, you know... Welcome to our bongo force, where we have bongos and bangos. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to hit a bango or bongo today, sir? Oh, salty. Oh, Both. man. But no, like, uh... uh back to the topic of gaming like is there anything that is on your guys's radar that you're like i'm for sure you're gonna get that or are we just kind of waiting for updates to a lot of current games i'll let frank answer first because oh. i have a few but i want to hang on to i'm really on just looking forward to updates for what i have right now because uh mainly i want to get back into an mmo but i don't want to be a new player in an ongoing mmo like I don't want, or I don't want to get back in the one that I've been in before as much. Like I, I, so I'm waiting for that uh, Amazon MMO next year. Supposed to have some Dark Souls combat, but other than that, and then a couple like single player games, which I'm just waiting to go on sale. Like uh, what is it, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to go on sale. Uh, and um, uh, Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. I had, couldn't think of the name of it, so I said his name. And I had to think of what a, a bad name for a video game would be. And then I remembered. Death Stranding. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that way I can uh, be Norman Peters and walk around and then play the, the Wii Baby, or the, the, sorry, the DS Baby game. Just shake my baby vigorously, and then it goes, and then little Death Strandings show up and try to grab the baby from me like the ETS. 
Is that what the Death Stranding is? Is the bad guys? I think the Death Stranding is CPS. Oh. Like I already said, yeah. Child Protective Services. They're trying to get the, they're trying to get Norman Reedus from you, Norman Reedus. I, you know, I I want to play that game just because people say that it's actually really good and the story is artsy fartsy and you know cool, but man, when you're just looking at it from the outside, you're like. All right, so I'm transporting fetuses to other people, and then they do what with it? <laughs> like it's, it's unique. The gameplay looks a little boring. Your needs some food. You're right. You're right. You got to get your nutrition mm. one way or the other. Mm. I think though, yeah, I agree with you. I think a lot of games are gonna have good updates, but there are some interesting new releases. What about you, Sasquatch? So as you guys know, I'm really big into Rainbow Six Siege, but. I've been kind of like losing my flavor for it just because <sighs> hackers get worse and worse every season. So it's been getting pretty rough. Uh, I know they said they're going to fix a lot of things in the next patch. I'm kind of excited for that. And the quarantine patch they're putting out, which is going to, I don't know if you guys read about that, but it's going to bring in PVE to the game. Hmm. It's kind of like uh, zombies, but sure. Rainbow Six style. That's kind of cool. There's a seed. I've been playing Siege in my mind now, just doing what I do in Siege all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can actually um, see how that'd be really cool if it was like a you're in the house, right, and you have to protect the house from zombies or something because, mm. you know, the destructible terrain and whatnot in Siege is really well. So that could be really cool. Yeah, I, so I'm excited for that just to have like, have like that. I was really excited for Hyperscape until I played it. Um, I don't know if I know that one. Hyperscape? Oh. Yeah, it's the new Battle Royale from Ubisoft. But yeah, Salty, that's the one you were telling me about, right? I downloaded it, and I, I got in the main menu, and I started sliding around with, this movement feels fun, this game doesn't run well. I'm going to close it now. Yep. It reminds uh, me of, like, Apex with, like, Valorant. And... So, it's like Apex with siege damage and aiming i mean on paper that sounds good i don't see the problem it it's like it's like they went too artsy with it and the art style is just so distracting to me whenever you have a twitch shooter like that mm. especially battle royale twitch shooter like that's it's pretty rough uh, yeah i i felt like apex I personally liked Ape when it was like Fortnite, Apex, and uh, the first Call of Duty Warzone on whatever Black Ops it was. I felt like Apex was ahead of the game, and I might be in the minority in that. But I just, I had the most fun with that one, you know. And maybe that's, like, I played with Salty and other friends, and I just enjoyed that. But I felt like fluid-wise and map-wise, I had the most enjoyment from that game. Where, like, I don't know, it... Fortnite, I, I feel like comparing it to Fortnite isn't fair to Fortnite since it is a different type of style. Third person, it has building. It's a battle royale, but it's a different type. But I just always feel like mm -hmm. that one was... I always feel like Apex had been leaps and downs ahead. But like a lot of people, I just got burnt out on battle royales. So I'm pretty burnt out on battle royales too. But Apex is by far my favorite. I still play it. Whatever. They just did a massive update actually for Apex uh, last Friday. What, new, season? new season, new season, new character, map changes, new guns. They removed guns. They actually removed the R99. 
Oh. That's my favorite gun. One of my, my favorite guns. It's now a care package gun only. Oh. Well, I mean, I can, as long as it's still there, sort of. Yeah. Um, I think that Apex kind of fell off when they changed the map from King's Canyon. Not even when they changed King's Canyon, but when they went to that other island uh, with the train on it. That really messed up Apex for me, at least, because it changed the game from being like a, a combination of long range and short range combat. So that map was just all long range. Like if you didn't have a sniper in your inventory, you were just done for. You couldn't, you couldn't cross a canyon and get to somebody before they headshot you. Not unless you know how to slide glitch. Yeah, but even then, it wasn't like even there were some areas where there was that. Uh, I can't think of exactly where it was, but there's a spot where you slide down, and there's like a town almost. Moment, sorry. someone came in his room oh okay i'm looking at some of the upcoming games and like you know with covid going on obviously i don't think we're gonna get a lot of new stuff and i think that i'm we're, amazed we're getting the World warcraft expansion honestly I, I yeah so am i i mean there's a couple games on this list that you know i think people might be excited for um wasteland 3 could be cool um i played the second one solid um, I know there's a Avengers game coming out, which, you know, I, I've never considered myself like the biggest Marvel fan. Like I watch the movies and it's fun, but I feel like they could really make a fantastic Marvel game because you have so many characters, you have so many options for stories, that it could be phenomenal. So that one could be one of those like sneaky, you know, treasures. Might be. That's like how, uh, what was the old game? Um, Avengers United? No, no. It was on the GameCube. Ultimate Alliance? And the Wii. Ultimate Alliance, yeah. Fantastic. That was a hidden gem. Yeah. Well, and I just looked. <laughs> I just looked at this, and they're putting. I mean, obviously, anything Marvel has money involved, but they have every single top voice actor you can think of Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Nolan North, Travis Willingham couple other ones and they're all gonna voice the main people so like it has like a great cast and you know that marvel's not gonna you know pay for the best development teams and whatnot so i think that could be cool there's a new crash game coming out which that's your cup of tea that's your cup of tea mm -hmm. i will never go back and play any crash bandicoot game because it ruined my childhood too many times yeah me either we're just talking about the new avengers game yeah there's one problem all those Avengers games have. Okay. And it's the last, like, 12 years of movies. Just the moment that somebody opens their mouth and it's not the actor who plays them in a movie is... It, it's a problem that... Uh, Ultimate Alliance actually had a release that was Switch exclusive recently. Or not recently, but within the last year. And that's the problem people have with that game. Is that it was voice acted very well, but it wasn't anybody from the movie. So it just was complete shock when they opened their mouth. We're all used to, you know, Robert Downey Jr. or whoever else. But when it's not yeah, Robert Downey Jr. playing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Literally, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Literally playing himself. Uh, the new... I, have you guys ever played any of the Watch Dogs? I wasn't... They're okay. I'm not a huge fan. I played uh, some of one, got bored, deleted it, 
played all of two, like, straight through. It's a good game. You know what they're doing with this new Legion one? It kind of reminds me of how Saints Row was, right? Because Saints Row 1 and 2 took itself pretty serious, but knew that it was, like, a silly game. And then Saints yeah. Row 3, they were like, oh, we're just going to go all out silly. And that's kind of what this new Legion looks like, because, like, you can take over... Like, the picture of the game right here is an old grandma with a Glock, and she's tasing some security guy. Like, silly, right? And I think that could be good for that game to try and give it a different twist. You say grandma with a Glock, and you say silly, right? But you never met my grandma when she's alive, so not silly. <laughs> but she packed... My grandma carries a Glock. Oh, shit. Maybe I'm the one in the wrong. <laughs> you, you see, this is ultra-realistic battle simulator, whereas it... The, the normies like you can't comprehend. <laughs> God damn! I don't. I think it's because he doesn't has never lived in the South, Frank. Oh yeah, you're right. That's probably what it is. That might yeah. be it. Because my family's from Georgia, and if you don't own a gun, you're not living. All right. <laughs> well, you say a you say you say a gun, but what you mean is if you don't own at least as many as you have in your hand, fingers in your hands, and that means even if you got a, if you got a digit cut off, you you. you, you you save like fifty bucks, hundred yeah. bucks, like where you buy it from. <laughs> some some place just give them to you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, funny story. One of the first guns I ever got. I was like twelve years old at a yard sale, and I was like, "There's a box of free stuff," and there's like, "Oh, can I have this toy gun?" The guy's like, "Yep, got home. That's not a toy revolver. That's a real revolver." It's a twenty-two. Yep. I always thought that that was a joke that they made, like about how there was lots of free guns in the South. I didn't realize until a couple of years ago that it's 100% true. I had a free under over from not not a not a yard sale, but like I went over to my uh, my grandmother's brother, so my uncle, like my great uncle. He was like, oh, I don't use this anymore. I can't shoot it. It hurts my shoulder. Here you go. <laughs> okay. God damn. <laughs> I wish I got free guns. Um... I think the biggest game that we might see this year is, well, let me take that back. I think the top two biggest games we'll see, if you're not in, like, a specific niche, I think sales-wise, it's got to be either Cyberpunk or the new Assassin's Creed, right? I mean, I mean that new Assassin's has, Creed looks really good. Yeah. Here's the thing. I went to my optometrist the other day, and the optometrist assistant was like, hey, have you seen the new Assassin's Creed? I, I I don't know no, enough about the cyberpunk world, like like the game cyberpunk and the whole world that they've built over the past little while, but they sure have a lot of people on board because they got fucking Matrix Boy to be in it. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves and John Wick, and you know I the game looks cool artistically, and the game I'm sure. It will feel good because, you know, shooters nowadays don't even get released if they mechanically don't feel good. So I'm sure we can count on that, but is the story going to be worth a shit? I don't know. You guys know the uh, Cybertrunk trailer where it's on the train? Yeah. Probably off topic, but have you guys seen the trailer where somebody edits that so it's Russia in the background when he comes to the tunnel? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. The game we really need. The game we really need. What were you going to say, Sasquatch? Um, I, I so I'm I'm really iffy on buying new games these days unless it's like from a franchise that I know. 
just because I have been duped by so many games I've paid $60 for, played an hour, and hated it. Uh, one of those games being uh, that game that we talked about earlier that Ubisoft made, the... Death Stranding? No. Um, for Honor. For Honor. That was one I bought. I bought it for console because it didn't come out on PC originally. It came on console and then PC came out like three, four months later, I believe. I bought it, returned it to GameStop the same day. Really? Yeah, I couldn't stand it, man. It's just like, it was like, they went too niche with it, in my opinion. Like, it was a really good idea. I'm sure people love it because it is different, but it was so different to me where, like, I didn't want to have to relearn a new game that's competitive. I get that. I'd rather have a little bit of, like, a little bit as like of a safety net like okay well these skills can transfer over not even dark skills uh, skills like really transferred over with that like dark Souls skills didn't even help me well you know what is a weird trend that i've noticed um and i noticed it really hard recently playing no man's sky with salty is there's almost like this i don't know if gamers are just we're okay with it or it's just how it's gonna have to be going forward but we're getting shitty quality i don't want to say quality but we're getting games that aren't either fully finished or aren't at the where they need to be content wise to be shipped but they're getting shipped and then like a year later or two years later when the developers have had enough time to patch it and clean it up then we have a phenomenal game no man's sky i think is a perfect example because when that game came out hot garbage now it has oh yeah fantastic reviews across the board you know, we're seeing that with so many different games. Like, I even, I personally would put Rainbow Six Siege in there. I didn't think Rainbow oh, yeah. Six Siege was good when it came out. And now it it's trash. one of the best games, that one of the best shooters that are around. And I just think it's, it's a weird trend. And, like, developers can just call a game early access. I wish it was more in our face to be like, okay, we're going to give you this early access because we need money to be able to keep doing it. I feel like that's why it's happening. I wish developers would just be more straightforward with that. You're right. I think it's definitely like the time frame because you're right about Rainbow Six Siege. I bought it when it first came out. I hated it. So, uh, it's such hard garbage. Ah, hot garbage. And now it's considered the most competitive shooter of all time. Right. Even more than Counter Strike. Counter Strike pros have quit Counter Strike and came to Siege. Which is saying a lot, considering Counter-Strike has been established since we were both children, or all three of us were children, you know? I think that's saying a lot, but I, I'm i not necessarily mad about it, either. Like, I'm fine if I purchase a game at 60 40 or $30, and I know going in that it's going to be, like, a long-term process. Like, Grounded, right? I'm 100% cool if I have spent the money knowing that it was early access that they need the money to progress that game but something like fallout 76 you know like both of you just did the exact response you get from anyone like if you if people have played fallout before you know how amazing all the other fallout games would be i mean we could argue about four but you know fallout holds a lot of people's hearts really close and fallout 76 came out and everyone's like oh my god multiplayer with my friends and fallout this is going to be great and it was complete and utter dog shit west virginia really didn't need that bad pr to begin 
I mean, <laughs> damn, you're right. You know, but is Fallout 76 going to be one of those games? I mean, it's been out for a while now. But in like two years, are we going to be looking back like, oh my god, Fallout 76 is one of the best games right now? No. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. ESO did that turn around. ESO was hot garbage when it came out, and it's decent now. Which, what's that one? Elder Scrolls Online. Online. Oh, yeah, you're right. That one's really popular now. So I actually bought Elder Scrolls Online. I played it when it first came out. It was terrible. But it has come back, uh, come around to be a decent game. But it's not a decent game as an MMO. It's a decent game as a single-player game mm. with friends. That's how I look at yeah. um, Knights of the Old Republic. I got that. I bought a new computer for the Knights of the Old Republic MMO because my old one couldn't run it. And uh, the hot trash. I hated it. I didn't even get the max level because it was so boring. And now people who are still in that scene say the game's phenomenal now. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so on PC, does it have a uh, proximity-based voice chat? Yes. Good, because that's the best part about console. Because I played it, yes, so on Xbox One, and that was some of the best times I had. Just, you know, you hear you hear somebody off in the distance, like, yelling at their mother. And then you hear somebody off in the other ear in the distance, like, sneezing. And if somebody did a hit of you, just yelling, bless you. And then you get in the rift, and, and then somebody... You know, uh, and then I walk up to this guy in a town. He's like, have you been to Riften yet? And I'm like, no. And he goes, remember how that was like the, the worst place in Skyrim? I went, yeah. He's like, same here. And was NPCs bad there? No, the people. I go there. It's just people yelling stuff that I, there's no way you can repeat on Twitch. <laughs> there's somebody gets in my face immediately yells it. It was the most beautiful online experience I've had in a long time. I haven't had anything to create it except for VR chat has come almost close to being as beautiful <laughs> as... <laughs> The things people had on a microphone as to what ESO was. <laughs> it's come close, but not quite. So, like I said, though, did you ever group with anyone or do dungeons, or did you just do the story and then walk around and hear people pretty much yell obscenities at you? I found the people that, that yelled the loudest that I could accept what they were yelling and did dungeons with them. Is I'd listen to them die, and I'd go, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like a competitive MMO, like how most MMOs no. want to be. That, that, see, that was my problem with it, because they classify as an MMO, when reality they should have just said online multiplayer RPG. That That's another thing I guess we could talk about, because I'm curious your guys' opinion, is I don't need every single multiplayer game come, to come out to feel like they need to compete to have the esports scene. And maybe that's just because I'm not an esports player, but I've gotten to the point where, like, every single game, like, we see it in WoW Classic, which is what we play, where, like, everyone is so hyper-focused on being the fastest or parsing the highest. It's it's really taken away from just sitting down and playing some games. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I want to be good at what I play, but at the same time, not every game has to be competitive nowadays. I don't know, man. Class has been making me feel pretty bad about myself. But, <laughs> um... No, so I like I like. So I, all right, I'm gonna go to WoW retail. All right, I'm gonna just use that as an example. I'm not gonna go deep into it, but I like the fact that they have the options. You can be a casual player. You can do raids still as a casual player. You can do all this as a casual. You can do everything as a casual player, and there's no repercussions. Or you can be semi-hardcore and actually do it all with friends and do really well. Or you can go super hardcore and be world first. 
that's what I want in a game. I want a game that's so diverse like they are and do it so well like they do. And they have messed up in the years, but seeing all the different things they have in that game and like how differently you can play it. There's people that are just collectors on the game. Right. Like, so like it's the point that they have a game that's established and it's taken them years to get there. Many years to get there, but they have it where you can do so many different things where any MMO I look at now, I'm like, okay, can I do this on it? No. Can I do this? Yes. Is it worth it? And that's what I was going to say to Salty earlier about the Amazon MMO. The Amazon MMO looks fun if you're into PvP. Don't like PvP? It's not going to be fun or worth it. I was really bummed that they dropped the raids and dungeons from that game. Cause like, Have I, they? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be more just, just like Rust, but with Dark Souls mechanics, which... I'm well, still. I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna try it. Like I'm sure everyone will, and who knows? Maybe it's gonna be the diamond in the rough. And there'd be proximity voice chat too. It has to have it. it has yeah, because I can't wait till somebody's beating me to death. Like it starts screaming. Stop telling me. Yeah. How long do you think? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Be have the high a, school simulator. Yeah, I'm gonna have a fun little thing here. Is uh, I'm gonna play that game, and I'm gonna have a timer set and how long until someone calls me something racist. That's going to be the five minutes. game. <laughs> five minutes max. Give me the title screen. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon just double downs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's another big MMO coming out, though, as well. Um, oh, I'm... it's the one that Tim is part of, right? Like, he's part of, like, the screening? Yeah. And animals, I... The one with, like, the animals in it? Ashes of Creation. Yeah, Ashes oh. of Creation. Um, and I think Asmongold's going to be a part of it, too. He is. And uh, that game, might... so Shroud. Oh, Shroud is too. Mm -hmm. That game, I'm going to put some pretty good hours into. I think, because like, I'm sure like you, Sasquatch, we've been playing WoW for what's going on at least ten plus years. Salty's 16. played, yeah, sixteen. You know, Salty's played RuneScape and other MMOs his whole life, like. We always have tried to find either the WoW killer or the RuneScape killer, or, you know, different variants. And there's always been games that claim it. And I don't think there ever will be. I don't think WoW will die. I think WoW will kill itself, if anything, which it's been close to lately. Um, Ash is the. They brought it back. Yeah, they did bring it back. And I think Shadowlands is going to bring it back big, too. Yes. Um, I think Ashes of Creation might. <laughs> Exactly. I'm all in on this Ashes of Creation. I see this. On another page, I see this. I see this. That's I'm all you. in on your MMO. I'm, <laughs> uh, this is me up here. This is me. This is my camel, Bertrude. Bert, 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 this is Bertrude Bartholomew the third. He's the first of his lineage, but he's the third. You can tell so, by the layers of, of, of cloth on him. <laughs> so it's funny you bring up this picture because I watched some of like the Ashes of Creation like videos and like interviews and things. It looks really good, but there's a few things that really scare me about it. And one thing is the animation style they chose, not good. No, the styling is really bad. It reminds me of like EverQuest two styling, and that's real bad. I don't know. It could be worse than RuneScape three. <laughs> You're right about that's what that. i on yeah i i think my only my biggest fear with ashes is it's going to be kind of like what you said about for honor it's going to be too niche i don't think it's gonna 
Because, like, some of the aspects seem casual, but then some of it seem very, like, um, like, hardcore RPG elements, which, for a lot of people, they don't like doing that. Like, I'm a person that, I don't mind grinding, but I don't want to grind as my game, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, a big thing why people don't like classic, is because, like, <laughs> if you want to be... like Final Fantasy. Yeah. If you don't want to be, if you want to be the top person on the DPS meters, you have to plan three hours ahead before your raid hope you don't get ganked you have to have all the gold to be able to buy your consumes a lot of people don't like that and with ashes there's a lot of things that just seem very nitpicky with how you have to spend your time playing so it's that and also the combat system i don't like it which aspect of that do you not like just the whole thing so it's like they're they're trying to like bring in like terra combat and like eso combat mixed with wow combat and i'm like that's i don't want to have to click to attack i don't want to have to like double tap to dodge i don't want that that brings in Uh, have you ever played black desert online yeah i don't like that one either oh it brings in a little too much mechanics when i want to be able to master the fight for mechanics of a boss and have to deal around with that not also oh crap, am I going to roll into my buddy who's also rolling on top of having to dodge this fire, on top of having to click to attack and then cast my skill while I'm clicking to attack. It's like, it begins to be, okay, so the best player is going to be macro players now? That's a good point, because I didn't think about that. Um, I do have to point something funny out. Um, can you, Do you guys have the stream pulled up by chance or no? If uh, yeah, not, uh, Twitch stream. Uh, yeah. Um, I went to look up Ashes of Creation gameplay, and uh, this is what I ad I got. So uh, wait, wait, let me try to guess what it is. Is it? Is it uh, with an R. Oh, hey, look, look at an interesting game. Could you full screen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Here, I'll play it, but there's not gonna be sound. Oh wait, wait. Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna need you, you to do you, that. All right, let me know when you play it. Let me know when you hit play. Okay. It's 14 seconds in, so you're going to have to be quick. All right, three, All right. two, one, go. Rage Shadow Legends, the innovative new game on mobile device with console of graphics that are three to play with characters, PvP, PvE, and a race spirit boot. You make cleanse with your friends in Rage Shadow Legends. So download Rage Shadow Legends today and become a legend. Does that, does that pass enough? Did yep. I finish it? Uh, that was super right. quick. <laughs> that was, that was right. faster than the ad. Yeah, that's uh, why I think they should hire me for their five-second ad. You I'm be... amazed they haven't even sponsored you yet. I'm amazed. I, that's yeah, what I'm I just saying. need them to hire me for the five-second ad. So that, like, when it's, you know, there's that guy that goes, Rage Shadow Legends. And he just says that, and it goes, boom, just like I could do the entire ad read in those five seconds. I pitched Salty. We need to do a Raid Shadow Legends stream where we actually play the game because I've never played it. You can play it on, on PC, PC now. Yeah, console level graphics. Look, I'm not going to say that in the Discord server that I own, there's a post the same day as they announced it on PC of, hey, Raid Shadow Legends is on PC now, guys, in our gaming chat. But there may be. <laughs> So did you play Guild Wars Sasquatch at all? I did. So I liked Guild Wars until um, I got really big into raiding. So I played Guild Wars because I was into WoW and kind of raiding when Guild Wars first came out. It wasn't big because it came out during Classic, mm-hmm. like at the end of Classic. And I played it with friends because it was free. You know, so not all my friends could afford a subscription to WoW. So I played it and it was okay definitely understand why it was free yeah. after you bought it 
So that's my biggest problem too about games is are all these MMOs that we're seeing that's coming out trying to like be the next big thing, are they going to have as many updates and as much fixes and patches as, you know, wow. I don't know. If I was a developer in a game, right, I mean, you have to get the WoW community behind you. And it can't be us versus you anymore because of how many games WoW's dumpstered in the past. And right. that, that could just be, you know, I, I think WoW has the best in a lot of different aspects. But I think it can't be us versus you anymore. It has to be, well, why not both of us? And I think that, because, I mean, there's not a lot of MMOs that get made anymore because so many have failed. And yeah. the Ashes of Creation, they've been, what, been making this game for like eight years or something like that? They're their graphics also show they've been making it for eight years. That's a problem. Right. And I I hope what happens with them, if it comes out and the game feels good and it's enjoyable, if they do get a lot of financial support, I hope that they see that trajectory of like, okay, we have to keep things going. Because we see it in Classic WoW now, and we've seen it in any game that's currently active with a large subscription base people are going to blow through your content so quick because people are fucking savages now. And if you aren't fast enough to keep up, you're going to be left in the dust. So this is something I talked about with someone the other day, where how if you play an MMO, you need a backup MMO. Mm. Because if you're not filling your time up with other stuff in real life and you're only playing MMOs and maybe a casual shooter with friends or something, you need a backup MMO. Sadly, WoW has now cornered that <laughs> yeah. with classic and retail so you get the best of both worlds with them so I tried to go with a backup MMO like ESO, I've also tried Rift many times, I've tried Evening MMO, I've, I've played it and I've, I played Rift for a year during uh, when uh, I don't remember which, I think it was Mystic Pandaria I played Rift played for a year off and on while playing well and when I quit, my reasoning for quitting was, oh, wow. Yeah. See, here's what I was about to say. As somebody who's been an MMO gamer but been playing the other MMOs that keep getting shut down or losing their player base, the reason I stopped playing the other MMOs was everybody that I played the game with stopped playing because they went to play WoW. <laughs> and that's, and except for RuneScape, where everybody on RuneScape's like, we don't play WoW here. They're out these parts. You say WoW, they pull out a shotgun, they say, we think you'd go back where you came from. <laughs> they got, and what you say about WoW and WoW Classic, uh, RuneScape has uh, old school RuneScape, which uh, I do gotta say, old school RuneScape is superior to WoW Classic because old school RuneScape you can play while taking a dump. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I, I, well, I mean, I think it's pretty apparent that those are the two main MMOs in today's day and age, right? Like EverQuest is still around. You know, there people still play Rifts. People still play. Is it Rune Terrier or whatever? Well, people are uh, still. Terrier's actually getting shut down. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, no. Hang on, I gotta launch it real quick. I gotta play. <laughs> Terra's getting shut down, and Rift is actually talking about shutting down. Damn. You know, there and there's still like some other random ones that are still have a little bit of a base of people, but obviously RuneScape and WoW are the biggest two. Like, I don't think number wise anyone could argue that. Um, let's, let's take on nostalgia. Right. The only, I mean, 
like if somebody if if either WoW or RuneScape came out in their current state today, like not previously existing, I don't think either one would take off. So you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I would agree with you. I'd go. What is this trash game that you expect me to go to a place called the Grand Exchange? What? And then I would throw RuneScape in the garbage can. Well. And then my alternate me that's here right now on this podcast would cry. <laughs> I think, too, one of the weird things is, like, WoW and RuneScape in a way. RuneScape not as much, but WoW, you have to pay to play every month. And I think that if... I don't know if Ashes of Creation or New World are going to do that. I think New World said no, right? No, New World is. Is? It is either you pay $10 a month or have an Amazon subscription. Oh. Okay, oh. So. Everybody's gonna have a, like everybody in the world's gonna have a subscription to New World, then. but yeah. it's still sort of paying for it. So. Yeah. Um. My video game subscription gets me free two day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's weird though. Like, well, I think that what Salty said is right because if someone came to me and I never played WoW in the past and like, oh yeah, this game's fucking great. It's only forty dollars. I'd be like, oh sweet, I'll try it. And like, and then it's fifteen dollars a month. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, buddy. Why the fuck do I have to keep playing? You know, and trying to pitch that in today's day and age, I don't think would work, like you said. RuneScape, not as much, but still, like... RuneScape's can... $11 a month. Yeah. Or 12 so it's still still it's... a hefty amount for you know, RuneScape. Then you I mean, got... I would have been member for... I've been member continuously to now in RuneScape. If it was, in fact, they, there was one day they were like, hey, guys, we're changing our membership from $7 to $9. I'm like... That's almost uh, chicken nuggets weren't as cheap then, so I was like, man, that's 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 a that's one order of uh, eight pieces of chicken nuggets, and I was like, I can't, I can't do with that. Did you guys ever start try the Star Trek one? I did. Yeah. Any good? No. Oh. <laughs> I have a map of the Star Trek universe over there, so I'm biased. <laughs> so. I have the Pez collection of the Star Trek Next Generation characters. I even have the Enterprise as a Pez. It's like over top of the Earth. Wait, Look. I, I think we tried that, didn't we? We did that on the 24-hour stream, right, Salty? Oh, you know what? You probably did. I had to make a new character because I already had a character new at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if you're not a huge fan of Star Trek, that just, like, you get that, you get your nostalgia bump, like from the stuff that you see in the in the show in the in the game, probably not a good game because mm-hmm. the hitboxes don't work. They're the because uh, it has like a gun mechanic where you can actually like aim down sights to shoot, but it doesn't work at all. <laughs> it's it's there's there's like there's PVP in the game. I bet you didn't know that when you played it. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, there's ship combat and that's great. It works perfect, except for the fact that every other mission you have to go on land and go head-to-head combat, or pull out your blaster and zap somebody, but that doesn't work. <laughs> but the ship combat. Mm. Ship combat's always been an interesting one for me, whether it be, you know, deep space or even, like, naval combat. It, it's been hard for me to find a game where I have really enjoyed any type of vehicle or vehicle combat. I've had I found three that I really like. One is Knights Old Republic, the MMO. Okay. It's like Star Fox. It's amazing. Best thing they've ever made in that entire game is the ship combat. When you do the ship missions, you're on a straight path. It autopilots you like Star Fox. 
you go left to right and your left click shoots regular lasers and your right click shoot rockets pretty straightforward that's pretty straightforward like star fox great you can get power-ups you can get shields it's perfect then you have sea of thieves i love their ship combat because i can get in a cannon get shot over on their ship steal their loot while my entire team takes down their ship and then my last one is guns of icarus because icarus is great that's that is the best ship combat game ever have you ever played that Wes? guns of icarus uh -uh. so that's gosh sounds like we need to get west guns of icarus and just and sounds imagine, like we need to get a good old goldfish <laughs> imagine sea of thieves as steampunk and you can't abort other people's ships. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking at pictures right now, and it looks like, like, uh, Bioshock Three type of shit. It's uh, the the airships in that game are so great, and everything can go so wrong so fast. <laughs> you have an engineer that doesn't know what they're doing. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight to behold of your crew panicking. Your everything's on fire. You can't go to reverse because your engines are out. You're falling to the ground. You're going, what's what's going on? The engineer's on the main turret shooting at your teammate. You hit a mountain. And you're like, yeah. You hit a mountain because you're away from the steering wheel. Then then your gunner shows up, gets on the steering wheel, and they don't have any ability to fly. They're just they're just turning the wheel, and you're falling slowly against the mountain. It's a beautiful sight to behold. You need to play it 10 out of 10. See, I want to... I, I stopped playing Sea of Thieves, so... For those of you who've been watching the stream for a while, when Sea of Thieves came out, Salty, uh, Forrest, and I were pretty hyped about it, and we got on and we were playing it. For me, it got boring really fast. So does Sea of Thieves fall under that category that we talked earlier? Like, has that game gotten a lot better now that it's been out for a while? Or is it still yes. kind of... It's gotten a lot better, but it's still not easy to get into. Mm -hmm. it, cool. I, I re-downloaded it. I redownloaded because I played it when it first came out, like Wes said, and I redownloaded it, uh, I think, last month. I got Xbox Game Pass, and I was like, I'm going to play a Sea of Thieves. And I tried a few times to get back into it, and it's still pretty rough at the beginning. And uh, and it's almost impossible to get, the, uh, for anybody that I know at least, a crew together on a singular mission to do something without instantly getting distracted by something like, hey, look at this. My compass. Hey, look. Look, <laughs> look at my compass. So it's a great game with friends. That's what I want to say Sea of Thieves is. It's kind of like survival games. They're they're okay by yourself. You get bored. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> look at my compass. <laughs> it looks like my compass. But with friends, even if you're doing nothing in Sea of Thieves, it's fun. Because it's just pure banter. It's a great game to stream. Right. And like just have fun with. It's kind of like, kind of like how grounded, and like, although grounded is doing something new, actually bringing a story into a survival game, which is amazing. Yeah. But, um, it's like survival game. It's a PvP, uh, story based survival game is what I honestly think Sea of Thieves is, because it's more about your interaction with players, and like your the experience versus the actual game. 
So are we just going to brush over the fact that you said that there hasn't been another survival story game when the forest has by far the best survival story game of all time? You know what? I forgot about forest. <laughs> I forgot about the forest. Because like, your, your child gets stolen by some native people and they show him the true true. And then you come yeah. to find out that he's just fucking the big dumb. No, I'm kidding. Like that yeah. game, the story in that game was hot trash. <laughs> the embiggened, oh. uh, the embiggened grounded, no. I like to call it. Well, at least, like, with the forest, they had a story. While, like, you have Ark Survival, like, oh, you're on a crazy land that has dinosaurs still, and yet you have guns. It's it's no story behind it. No. It's there. Yeah. No. And it... then you have, and then you have, like, other ones. It's like, oh, you're, just, you're playing Crashed. Or, oh, you're stranded. Okay. Like, okay, so, thanks. So, whereas Grounded is a fine-crafted novel, uh, the forest is a Shrek fan fiction, and then... <laughs> Arc is raw XD nuzzle. <laughs> You're pretty, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. No, I, and I think, I really do think that Grounded, I know we already kind of hyped it up earlier, but with how that environment is, there is so many different things that they could do with that game that could make it so much fun. Like, I want to go in the house. How fun would it be, like, to be in a house, but you're tiny? And that's amazing. I have so found a way swimming. to get to the steps. Oh, really? Can't get up them, but you can get there. <laughs> you have to have, like, the gas mask, or...? So there isn't gas, so there's a there's a spot. It's not... It's, like, the backyard stairs, not the front yard. So in the backyard stairs, you can get there by... Um, there's a juice box. I don't know if you found all the juice boxes yet, but there's a juice box by it, and there's a lake... Just swim through the lake, grab the steps, because it's just a puddle. Mm. It's on the lake. And it's from the sprinklers, and there's actually a sprinkler right next to the juice box. Um, so, since you played Grounded, I was discussing this with Wes while we are playing Grounded, but those kids deserve to be shrunken by how messy they are with that yard, right? <laughs> like, there's litter every, like, four feet. I mean, it has to be less than that, because we come across items so, so often in the game, like, you know, you're not even walking for like three minutes and you're less you're shorter than a blade of grass and you find something else. It's pretty terrible. Right. Yo, side note, how the fuck did you get the Murloc pop figure? Uh that's a GameStop exclusive. What the fuck? Which ones are behind your head? Uh Lich King, Thrall, Illidan, uh Sylvanas, Deathwing, and the White Murloc. I'm so mad. Uh, yeah, but this you collection have... by itself is five hundred dollars. Yeah, that one's expensive. But, but do you have a Bionicle? <laughs> Damn. I, do not. I had them uh, when I was a kid. I did too, but I don't have them now. I don't. I have a bunch of rare pops, like a lot of rare ones. Like this one's super expensive. It's a Gravity Falls one. Oh, that's dope. Nice. Yeah, I think I paid like fifty for it. But... Yeah, I heard that. I actually watched this whole entire thing that pop figures. Like, legit might turn out to be that Beanie Baby craze that everyone thought was going to happen, but pops are really going to be it because there's pops that are already worth, like, nine or ten grand. Uh, there's actually one, worth... that, there's one that's worth about 20. Oh. You want to hear something funny about Beanie Babies? Uh, like, so, you know, like, people would sell the Beanie Babies and they're, they're like, they're collectible, they'll be worth something someday. I went to a yard sale one time when I was, I, I want to say like six, 
and there was a lady selling a Beanie Baby, and it was in like a plexiglass case. And it was, it was like seven dollars or something like that. And she was really proud of the fact that she was selling it, like really proud of the Beanie Baby being in the case for so long or something like that. Well, here's what was going through my mind: that's a cool see-through box. <laughs> <laughs> So I gave her, like, the money. She's like, now that will be worth something a lot one day. Meanwhile, I just flip it open and take the baby out and throw it in the car, like, ah, start putting rocks in the car. <laughs> she's just, she's just. The priority. I was just picking rocks off the ground and putting it in the box. Like, got a box. <laughs> I actually, what? I can actually show you my most expensive one real quick. Yeah, let's see it. It's up above me. Because I have... The entire Lord of the Rings collection. Oh, what? And it goes all the way over. You might need to reinforce that shelf. Maybe. Hey, hey you know what, what you can call? You know what you can call your? You know what you can call your, uh, your pops collection? What? You can call your pops collection uh, the top shelf. <laughs> One sec. Let's <laughs> see. I can't pick it down, but it's a uh, it's a Comic Con exclusive. It is a Aragorn and Aowen combo pack. Oh wow! They have never made an Aowen pop except for this one, and they never made an Aragorn pop until late last year. Before that one, how much does that one run? And do I even want to know? It's about one twenty. It's not too expensive, but it's still expensive for yeah, hobbies. Well, for pop for sure. Um, Bieber does have a question for you guys. She says, did either of you play any of the Soul Reaver games, part of the Legacy of Cain games? Um, I didn't know what these were until she told me about them. They were on PlayStation 1 and 2, and they are they are kind of like a third-person like sci-fi fantasy RPG, I guess I would say. Um, no, I never, uh, never played one of those. I might have. I'm looking them up now. It's her favorite game of all time i have played i have played legacy of kane after looking at the uh the main character yes i played it as a kid i enjoyed it and i can i never knew the name name of the game till now it's one of those games that my uncle had that i just played at his house yeah she i it sucks so i actually found because it's made by uh defiance right i think it's square enix isn't it Oh, oh, EBOS and somebody. Anyways, they had like a big package on Steam, and I got all of those games, and you know, with Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. But I can't, it, I can't get the first game that she really loves to stream for some reason because it's so old. I have to. Yeah, Legacy of Kane and Soul Reaver too. Yeah. <laughs> She's... I did. I did play. Uh, about the trial game where you are on a deserted island, where uh, learn more animal and human inhabitants. The leader charges you a tremendous amount of money to live there, and you end up building everything uh, and cultivating the island to a point of attract other visitors. I didn't play that one, but I did play the uh, previous game in the series, where you arrive in a uh, a town by train. And you need to buy a habitation, but you don't have enough money, so the inhabitor, uh, so that the uh, the owner of a local shop sells you it, gives you a loan, and hires you to work at his store. Come on, Animal Crossing. Local test. Yeah, these yeah. fucking Animal Crossing people. <laughs> you know what's funny? Animal Crossing was a very niche game until the DS. 
Yeah, and now New Horizon, it's like the fucking, you're a pleb if you don't play Animal Crossing. That's, That's like medieval until PSP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said, woot woot, someone else has played the game. I've played it. I don't remember much of it. All I remember is that it was very fun as a kid to play. Yeah. Yeah, she's, I think she said she used to play it and beat it all the time. It looks fun, like, for an old RPG game. I mean, should we talk about Animal Crossing? Because, listen, I've gotten so much flack over the past, like, six months. Because I keep telling people, I'm like, listen, I know Animal Crossing is good. I know it's well made. I know it's addicting. I know it's fun. I don't enjoy playing it. I own it. I've played ten hours. I haven't touched it since. I just... <laughs> I don't know if I like Salty's face. Hold on, what do you gotta say? Well, before you before you say something, Salty, I want to finish this part. No, no, it's not that. It's like you know, I I kind of understand because on one hand, I've only I just have you know hundreds of hours sunk into Animal Crossing on the GameCube. No other, I just like I'll just go back to that game. I don't I don't play the new Animal Crossing. Can't do much in that game, but I enjoy like, hey, you're looking at that tree awfully close. I'm gonna dig holes around you and make you stuck in this area because. Bullied me when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say is, we could do that mod for uh, for Stardew Valley where it lets you do like sixteen players on a farm, right? That farm's about the size of a village. We could also we could also customize the the files to make ourselves have animal heads. We could be our own town. I could type all the words out to you when we play Stardew. You walk around. I'll be like, hey, here's your task. Uh, send you a task, and it's like final mission, and then I'm gonna uh, send you a URL that makes you automatically deposit money into my Burger King account. <laughs> so, what I was gonna say is the new Animal Crossing actually had me really tempted on selling my Switch because I own all the triple A titles for the Switch that no one can find right now, and I have one of the OG Switches that no one can find right now. And I have seven controllers. Oh, jeez. So I was real tempted because they went up to five hundred dollars, and they still are right there right now. They're on like four fifty. With all my accessories, I can probably sell for about seven eight hundred dollars. I'm really could. tempted. I'm really tempted about posting it because I don't play it that much. And when people come over, I end up just drinking and playing board games instead of playing the Switch, anyways. Because when you have people over now, that's what you want to do because you can play games with them anytime you want. Yeah. So I've been real tempted on selling it because I don't play it. And that's a pretty good chunk of change for something that you spent. I spent maybe 400 on for everything. Wait a couple months. Or about three or four months towards the holiday season. Probably get a couple hundred more out of that. You know, you know what's crazy is so I follow the stock stock market loosely and uh i think salty you actually talked about nintendo stock like six months ago um how his dad wouldn't buy it yeah yeah <laughs> I, still, I still talk to him about that i still go hey remember when nintendo stock was 25 dollars instead of 50 dollars and you're wanting to know what to invest in <laughs> if you would have bought nintendo stock a year ago actually better yet march 11th of this year it dipped down to $38. It's steady at 65 right now. Yep. They they drop a lot and they're and I mean, I don't know anything about stocks, 
but just from Nintendo, it looks like they drop a lot, and when they always recoup back up to whatever they were when they dropped. So it's like, I just want to wait till this next console like run. When, like, I want to wait. I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but I want to wait till it's been about the same amount of time between the Wii U and the Switch, but like six months before that, and then buy a Nintendo and see if that's a good idea. But I don't, I don't know. Like, look, I know nothing about it. But that's just, I just want to go by my what I, the little bit I know about gaming industry from watching lots of YouTube videos and listening to podcasts about it to try and. I mean, Nintendo only made one bad console. Yeah. True. And if you want to be re- I, by numbers, numbers alone, they only made one bad console, and that was the Wii U. Yep. If they only made one bad console, the Can Virtual it, Boy. Let's uh, all raise our hand if we were dumb enough to buy the Wii U. Oh, fucking rip, boys. <laughs> Shit. I had the Wii, and it was okay. And when the Wii U came out and I read about it, I was like, this is going to be worse than the Wii. <laughs> and I already kind of regret buying the Wii, but it still has some fun, okay games. So I, I made sure I opted out of that. <laughs> it has a funny backstory I, uh... of why I got it. I, uh, I used to hang out with a couple buddies, and we lived over, you'll know, like over where the Walmart is. Oh, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> near Centerville? Yeah, near Centerville. And we were under the influence, um, however you want to put it. And someone's like, oh, my God, the new Mario game came out. We should go get the Wii U. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's go do it. It'll probably be fun. Within, like, an hour, we had the Wii U, four controllers, and, like, six games. And we're scanning it out, right? including that zombie game that looked cool on paper and was the worst game I've ever played. And I get, we get back to this house and we're setting it up and I have the thing in my hand and I like am moving it around and it just feels like it's ready to break in my hand already. And I'm like, Oh my God, this was like $600 tonight. (laughs) You know, what's funny though, is that the Wii U actually resurfaced in price and actually made profit when the, Guess what came out? Oh. Zelda. Skyward Sword. Not Skyward Sword. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. It resurfaced because everybody wanted to play it three months before the Switch was released. Mm-hmm. And they've actually made more money from the Wii U in that three-month period than they made the entire time it was out. <laughs> yeah. Here's, your, here's, here's how you know we're not to buy a Nintendo console. Well, why, here's where you should have known you were making a mistake, actually. When you went to the store and you said, I want to buy a Nintendo console, and it was on the shelf. There was like nine of them there. Yeah, and they're only supposed to carry three. Yeah. Now, I I do have a funny side of this story, but I also feel kind of bad about it. So I, um, as you could imagine, that Wii U never ended up getting played much because just hot trash. You want to know what ended up happening is my buddy borrowed it for like a month. And he had made, like, a thousand of the little, what are they called, memes of different anime characters. <laughs> like, he had all the Naruto, Dragon Ball Z. Like, he loved doing it. It was kind of, yeah, it was funny. So, the Christmas that season came around, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to sell it. So, this family came by, and they were super pumped. It was a mom and dad and, like, one little kid or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know. You guys can have all of it, whatever, and they they didn't haggle the price or anything, and it was a, I didn't, like, bid them over the table or anything like that. It was like, 
$50 cheaper than if they would have bought everything retail, right? So... <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> I hope not, because I still feel bad. I They got everything, they packed up, and I didn't hear anything, right? So I was like, just figured everything was good. Two weeks later, I'm cleaning my room, and I grabbed this piece of thing off the ground. I'm like, what's this? It was the fucking sensor bar for the motion controls. Okay, so good news. Okay, I thought it was going to go differently, and I was going to think it was funnier the way I thought it was. <laughs> what would you think? You said you're framing a bunch of me's on it. Oh. I was thinking he did something, you know, not so kosher. Yeah, he may have, actually. <laughs> good news about the sensor bar even though it's called the sensor bar it's probably the cheapest thing on the Wii and the Wii U Ten because bucks. it's not actually a sensor it's just two IR diodes it's literally just two lights the sensor is actually in the Wii mode oh so I don't feel bad anymore so now you don't have, yeah yeah so it's it's literally it's it's the cheapest thing on the remote I mean it's, it's actually really weird because it, the, the Wii mode's pretty cool because it is the sensor inside of it, and it's, it's technically a camera on the end. I mean, well, look, the Wii and the Wii U, two of the stupidest things that's ever come out in gaming. Like, just, uh, but it was such, it was so cool though too, which is what Nintendo's good at doing. Stupid stuff that's cool, except for the Wii U's gamepad, because the only thing people have, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want an iPad that's also really bad? You can't use it without your your console, like really close to it. No, here you go. I will say I I enjoyed that first like three months of the Wii, because I remember like oh yeah there's motion controls and like bowling and stuff and I think like everyone it turned into like a fun like party thing. Until six hours later playing tennis and you're wore out and can't breathe. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. So true. I, it was it was only like two years ago that I bought a Wii. Oh, so you're fresh for the first. Well, look, I I played the Wii before, at like friends' places and stuff like that. It's just I was like, I really really want to be able to play some of these Zelda games and stuff. Uh, like I, I have a GameCube games that I can play the backwards compatibility on it, and GameCube games that I can play on a on a hard drive, possibly possibly that I backed up. Definitely, I backed them up. They're definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it just ended up being like, I don't know, eight months of me getting up every morning and playing Wii Boxing for like two and a half hours straight until there was a puddle of sweat on the floor. And I'm like, man, I feel like if I get in a fight, I definitely could win. (laughs) If they're fighting like a Wii Boxer, which they, which, you know, they for sure are, it's the only way you'll fight, right? Right. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely an accurate battle simulator. Definitely. You know, I could... So I like, want... Oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, if I got an MMA, you know, probably win with my Wii Boxing skills now. That's how confident <laughs> I am in my gaming skills. Salty, when you... Know you... What? Go ahead. I was going to say, oh. Salty, when you decide you want to move to Utah, um, you know, because I think that's still a good idea, I'll, we'll, we'll go take MMA classes. Yeah, I'll hit with wall wall. Yeah. I'll hit him with the Walla Walla. Yeah, the Walla Walla is the fucking, the bee's knees. Yeah, dude. What were you going to say, Sasquatch? Sorry about oh, that. Oh, I was just going to add, uh, just to end that conversation, was that if it wasn't for the Wii and the Wii U, we wouldn't have the Switch. And the Switch is an amazing console. 
even though I don't play it much, I don't play consoles much. The Switch is an amazing innovation for a console because you can take it on the go, charge it on the go, and play online on the go. Yeah. With your cell phone. I just want to say about the Switch, which is, I, I, I called that it was gonna be cartridge based. You did. I remember this. I, I was, I was just like, I just, it's my proudest moment where I'm like, Nintendo is the kind of company that feels like they need to go backwards in time. They're going cartridges, and I just, I was, I was upset that they didn't go like full scale. Like, I wanted like, I wanted at least Game Boy, like, like the original Game Boy size. I wanted at least like, I wanted people. To be like encumbered when they're carrying games with them, <laughs> just backpacks. Yeah. Talking about talking about the cartridges though, they did another innovative thing with the week. Oh, sorry, with the Switch cartridges. They made it where your animals won't chew them. Yeah, I've tried it. They sour. What? I've tried like, they it. They sour. <laughs> they are not sour. Well, they're sour, but it's like battery acid taste. Yeah. If you were to like crack oh. open a pin. Oh. And, like, just drink the pin? That's what it tastes like. Oh, well, it's good thing I don't have a Switch. Otherwise, I would have consumed all of my games by now because that's my favorite flavor. <laughs> um, I do I do want to say one thing, though, that I kind of... I wish that we could have, like, we knew alternate dimensions existed because I really thought what may have happened is I think that they were... If the Switch launch would have been a failure, right? If they would have came out, it would have been hot trash, the hardware didn't work well. And they would have been like, oh my god, this is performing like the Wii U. Would we have seen Nintendo Switch to become a publisher and I could have played all the Nintendo games on my PC? Because I still wonder to this day if they would still be more if they would be more successful doing that or not. I don't think they would. Hey Wes, there's a wonderful world I want to show you. <laughs> it, it, it rhymes with stimulator. Yeah, no, I know, but like, you guys get what I'm saying with that. Like, do you? Mm-mm. The thing that makes Nintendo games so valuable and so unique is that they're meant to be played with friends. Most of their games are meant to be played with friends or played solo, but it's not meant to play with friends online to just grab a random group. It's meant to be played with like as a party aspect, and. Th- Nintendo already said they will never go to like, never go to PC mm-hmm. because of that aspect. They're keep they're trying to stick down to the core values of what Nintendo was made for, because it's been made that way ever since, uh, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and I don't, I don't think Nintendo, because Nintendo is a very proud company with how, what they've done. Like, I mean, they revolutionized the gaming world one hundred percent. And I think even if the Switch did fail, you know, they would have come up with something that would have succeeded sooner or later. Part of me, though, wonders, and part of me still wishes that I could, like, load up Mario Party 10 right now after the podcast and we could all play around, you know? Like, we could on the Switch, right? Because the Switch is successful and does well. But, I don't know. Still an interesting idea, I think. There's been a wonderful world I'd like to introduce something called Parsec. I don't know what that one is. That one lets you play uh, the thing that lets you play emulators over the internet with friends. <laughs> so there is everything that I want already. Yeah, it's just that Nintendo doesn't like any of it. or But they don't go after them. Mm. Mm. Do they not? Yeah. 
They, they do a little bit. But no. it's not like it gets taken down. They, oh, yeah, well, they tried a few times. It's like Disney, where if you, like, do any Disney stuff, you get a heavily worded email the next day. You're like, hey, Mickey Mouse will yeah. find you and kill your family. No, you don't get an email. You just hear, you just hear like, <laughs> and then you go to your door there's the, just like a, a circle there like two circles <laughs> but it's not like blizzard is what i'm trying to say oh yeah it's not like blizzard where they actually go after every creator of a private server and takes them to court and doesn't let them settle takes them to court no. well there was a the main difference there would be in uh, Blizzard was planning on doing classic for a while, so they were just like, it's still still that big thing. Their response was a little bit of an, they went a little bit far with the response, but it was they were looking at his lost revenue in the future. I just don't know why they weren't like, all right, guys, we see what you're doing with that private server. We're gonna give you two options, maybe three. You guys either shut it down and we just don't talk again, or you guys come over to our side and we take the revenue. You guys can work under us or something like that. It's like I think they did. Oh, they ended up doing that. They did that with a the few. They did that with the biggest ones. Oh, after uh, they sued them. The, after it, they um, sued them, what was it? <laughs> the uh, something nostalgia. What was the uh, thing? With... Hope. There was one that was like really big. They got shut. One of the last ones that shut down. Four by plastic. I know the first one was light hope. I yeah, I remember there was one. I remember there's one that was like had nostalgia in the name, I think. I know what Infinity? you're talking I know what Salty's talking about, but I don't remember what it was. They had a big thing, but they got shut down like what, three or four years ago? Yeah, they got shut down like quick. Yeah. They uh but uh Light's Hope, they actually the two because it was two guys who did the server. The biggest I think it was Light's Hope, the biggest classic server ever made like 20,000 players or something like that. Like, it's a really big community for a private server. And uh, they took them to court. They sued them. Um, instead of having to pay out what they were going to pay out, uh, Blizzard offered them to come work under them. And it was actually a decent salary for both the people. It wasn't, like, something amazing. It was, like, probably, like, 50, 60K a year, when I remember. But it was still a decent salary to come do what you're already doing, just for us and you don't have to pay all these legal fees right i'm sure they were making quite a bit from the private server doing it alone but that's a pretty fair thing to do considering they could have just railed them into the ground legally and then just had those guys disappear you know yeah <clears throat> so most of the time RuneScape's too embarrassed to, know, to uh show that they have private servers know that they know they exist <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen RuneScape private servers no but they are some of the worst things on the internet that you can ever find because all the content has to be recreated by the player. So a lot of times when you just go in there, it's, it's definitely the world of RuneScape, but then you got Santa Claus going around going, oh, 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 oh. But he also has, like, a line of goblins following him. And, and then there's just nothing going in the game, right? There's just garbage. So I wanted uh, to switch... Uh, oh, sorry, if you got one thing to add to that. Oh, uh, that reminds me of Ragnarok. I don't know if you guys ever played Ragnarok Online. It's a really old anime... Uh, it's actually on Steam now. Yeah. Just Ragnarok Online. That game actually had the most private servers out of any other. Mm -hmm. The reason being was because the only way you could play the real version 
for a long time was if you had the Japanese version. Oh, this kind of looks like some like Final Fantasy like five graphics. Kind of looks cool. It it was fun. Uh, it didn't have raids or anything. It was just a grindy game, like all Japanese and Asian MMOs are. Yeah. But um, that just reminded me of that. And Ragnarok never actually went for any of the private servers. They're all still running. I mean, I I don't know. I see and they're why. Also toxic. I see. I see why companies go after private servers, right? Because it's revenue that they could be having. But if the company isn't going to put in the work, you still want people playing something with your name, I would think. Right. But I wanted to do a full 180 with the podcast and get off um, gaming for the last little hour we have here, and I want to talk about. Uh oh, salty's gone. Um, <laughs> <We're full> 180. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it actually, this topic doesn't revolve around your name, but it is in your, the world of that. So you're, you go by hunting Sasquatch on Twitch. Um, yes. And for those of you who have watched Top Shelfers for since we started, like our core principle was rooted around paranormal and you know kind of the ocular type stuff. And I love having discussions on that. So do you have, like, is there a reason why you went with Sasquatch for the name? Is it something that, like, I'm curious if so it has I've, backstory. So I've been six foot one since I was 13 years old. Jesus. Yeah, I haven't grown anything bigger except for wider. So <laughs> there, there's that. But um, I was I was always, like, called, like, Lurch or Sasquatch. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to embrace it. And then as I got older and got into college, I got, I actually have a degree in history, but I actually had a history course that was in cryptozoology. Oh, that'd be so cool. And Sasquatch is still just the biggest thing that baffles me out of cryptozoology because like with Nessie, like it makes sense. Like, okay, maybe there was like a dinosaur, like some like, you know, like evolved fish or something, right? That may not be as big as like they say, but like someone's probably seen something like that, right? Uh, Mothman, people's probably seen something around that thing in like Jersey Devil, same with that like, you probably have seen it but like, Sasquatch like people have said they've seen big ass footprints and stuff, but like, it's like the one the one cryptology thing that I've like, researched, where I'm just like this is just an anomaly, right? Yeah. like, there's no like there's no really like, good explanation, even evolution wouldn't work that way, like, I've looked through evolution stuff, like, it doesn't work that way like there's just so it's just such an anomaly where like I just love it. So I just decided like from my nickname into researching it just to I just embraced it and I get up and I love it all this time. Yeah, I think okay. Sasquatch is a I don't know what the pairs are. I I feel like I'm missing a joke. Paranormal. Oh. <laughs> Par Paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> Paranormal pairs. Paranormal pairs. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sasquatch too is the the thing that's weird about the Sasquatch is the fact that unlike some of these other why is my background all messed up unlike some of these other cryptozoology things the Sasquatch is in so many areas and that's one of the reasons why I almost wonder if it does have some sort of like truth behind it because you know there's from Oregon all the way to, you know, West Virginia. 
and then yeah and then like all the way up to canada all the way down to south america and then all the way from the fucking top of mount everest to the bottom yeah. of japan there's sasquatch so is it just like that crazy of a story or well they call them wendigos they call them bigfoot sasquatch uh yetis yeah um so many different names here's what i think it means big hairy dudes live in a lot of places well, you know i thought about that one that makes but sense. the only way the only way for that to work is if they were evolved from neanderthals no i'm just talking about like like just a regular guy just slightly taller than other people he's hairy and somebody saw him from a distance and went holy crap that guy's huge Ooh, that guy got big feet. <laughs> One of my favorite things ever, um, I know Salty is, I, I imagine you're familiar with Coast to Coast, right? Yeah. Radio show. So there was one, well, like I, around Utah, I've gone everywhere to all the haunted, and we can talk about that in a minute, but like all the different sites or whatever, and a lot of the time it involves us listening to Coast to Coast to get in the mood to get scared by nothing. And uh, there's a guy who called in. Let me see if I can find his name because I still go to his website just to read the wildness that is. While you're doing that, I actually embraced it so much. I got my knuckles tattooed saying Bigfoot. Oh, no shit. (laughs) I like that. It has a little Sasquatch on him. There's a thing called the Dogman, right? And I've done an episode about this. And basically, I'm trying to find the guy's website. There's a gentleman who has talked about a creature called the Dogman. And there's multiple of them, so Dogmen. And what they are is a hybrid between like a werewolf and a more like common dog. But it can walk on all fours or it can be bipedal. And or eagle. Yeah. Kind of like an Anubis? Kinda. And it like visits people and it has a mission. But this is where it starts getting crazy, right? That the reason why we don't see them often is they can travel interdimensionally through portals that we can't see. And this is all this guy's narrative, right? And he says that that's the same reason the Sasquatch isn't caught yet is because it has the same powers. It has, like, interdimensional travel. Now, I wish I could find this dude's fucking website, because it's one of the craziest things. He it does. It makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> he went on Coast to Coast, right? And he explained the Dogman, and he also explained that he is almost like the middle ground between us and the Dogman. He has a presence that he can fill them and he can communicate with them and he tries to go places and stop them from causing harm because sometimes they feel like they want to cause harm. I think this guy's a brilliant way of making up a fucking, you know, amazing novel if you want to write it. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Anyways, where I was going with this is he has a website where he obviously goes and talks about his dogman ventures but, and this is where, since you've done cryptozoology, and I'm kind of curious what they say about this, there's a lot of people who go and write on there, and I don't think many of them are just trolling this guy, because they were prior to him being on Coast to Coast, 
they talk about their experiences with the dog man or dog men or whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> is it that he is just so good at communicating his belief in this cryptid that, you know, probably doesn't exist, but might to these people that they turn these weird situations into dog men? Or is it something that actually could be real? So in cryptology, I say person so you know like a two one three one course in college right. but um we actually had to write thesis on it and i actually wrote a thesis stating that um we actually most of the people who claim to see these things are usually people can't hold down jobs or you know down their luck or looking for something more in life like it's usually things like that with these people especially if you watch like these documentaries of these people like that hey, most of the time it's sorry to cut you off your mic's starting to cut in and out is that um, better oh wonderful like butter. Like uh, so butter. there is this thing where uh they believe to make things not that they're trying to but they see things and just see it differently than a normal person would because they think it's so different and uh, obscure and bizarre uh bizarre compared to what they normally would see as the same example can go for us like if we're having if we're really depressed having a bad day and we see like someone opens the door for us we see the world differently like all of a sudden like do you know do you guys have ever had that feeling Absolutely. like you've had a really shitty day and then someone just shows kindness and it seems completely changes your day um so the theory is is that because they were so like looking for something else in life to help them through it they find a new path and a new, I guess, kind of meaning to life, and it's to find this thing. Even though it could have just been like a, it, let's say it wasn't bizarre a situation, like you saw a hyena in the woods or something. Like, say you it's something like that. So these dog men, looks like a dog and a wolf, hyena. You see, in the woods randomly, and guess what? You're near. You're probably near a zoo. Right. Or someone says they see a sasquatch and, or bigfoot or wendigo whatever some big man hiking or you know some like loner living in the woods who wears like protective covering while he hunts or you see like some like let's even go with the jersey devil or you see a goat in the wilderness in reality and its eyes glow red in the dark because all you have is a flashlight. You don't notice it's a goat and you get scared to your life. Or let's even go with the chupacabra where it's actually just a jackrabbit and, you know, things like that where it's actually very plausible to explain. But because these people are, you know, looking for more, they believe they saw more. So I want to tail off of that into a little bit of a different direction i you know i i've done a lot of podcasts now and i've had a different variety of people on and one thing that i've noticed i think podcasting honestly in its own way is like a new age social experiment right because you can get people with vastly different backgrounds and just talk salty's from north carolina you lived in georgia now you live next to me i've lived here almost my whole life all three of us are going to have vastly different perspectives on every, everything. Is there a word for what you're explaining? Because 
I've noticed that if you talk to someone who, let's say, 100% believes in ghosts or 100% believes in aliens, 100% believes in God, 100% believes in Sasquatch. I 100% believe in aliens and I want to believe in Sasquatch, but it's really hard to believe in Sasquatch, just to put that out there. 100% agree with you on that. (laughs) Is there like a term for people who... Or I don't even know if it's just people in general or just something like like a human nature where you have to justify or find some sort or find like a weird situation to fit your narrative so you don't feel dumb in a way. Because I've noticed that a lot where people will be like, it happens a lot with astrology, which I don't believe in at all, but where people will find like proof of astrology potentially being real and they have to push it so hard so they don't feel like they're wrong is it just like human nature to feel justified in your beliefs or is it it's a weird one for me i think it is but i also think it's because people are always looking for more in life and let's be honest most of the time if you're just a grocery store clerk or something like that you don't feel fulfilled in life so i think people are trying to find fulfillment i mean i do that Oh, yeah. I think everybody does. Salty. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I, I thought there was a word for it, but I, I, I was looking at it wrong. What word was? But yeah, I think that people, like you, like that's what I should say, definitely trying to mean, put up more meaning to something. Everybody wants something to be greater. Everybody wants to be the main character in the anime. Everybody wants. Everybody right now. Everybody's like. Hey, look at me! I'm gonna be the next Okage, but really, we're all we're all just Guy Lee. We're not even Guy Lee. We're the guy. We're, we have a side episode where we run a ramen shop at the most. Ramen shop's the savior of that show, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. We're the we're the guy that's three seats down from Naruto on the right that gets mad when Naruto throws his ramen in the air in accident. I think we're that what, guy. One episode. I think what you're saying is actually super duper important and something that I just started realizing as of late, you know, because I'm 26, I'm not old, I'm not young, you know. I'm the same age as you. Yeah, and Salty's a couple years younger than us. And I've really started to notice this, and I don't know if it's because social media is so prevalent in everyone's lives, but we all strive to be that guy that we see, like, you know, on social media or, like, the guy that's, like, super successful, when in reality, like, we just have to be happy in our own situation and realize that we have to figure out what makes us happy and not strive for this unrealistic expectation because like i did i was doing some research and the guy the lead singer of megadeth right i know this is kind of weird but just stick with me he used to be yeah sebastian bach yeah he used to be in uh, metallica Mm -hmm. right and he was kicked out yeah, he was kicked out, and his whole life goal was he was going to do better than Metallica. And Megadeth is a ginormous band with lots of followers. But he They're not even, bigger than Metallica, though. No, and <laughs> the thing is, is he even still feels like he failed because he didn't become bigger than Metallica. But, like, how, how could you feel like you failed when you're that hyper-successful? I almost feel like people have to stop comparing themselves and, like, justifying things and just live, like, with the realization that you being normal isn't bad. I don't like it's really not bad. Like is it money that makes you happy? You can make money. 
Like, do you really want to be that guy on Instagram or girl on Instagram? Or, you know, we're seeing like a three second glimpse into their life. What if they struggle just like us every day? You know? So it's an important thing to talk about. I, I, I feel. So Wes, actually, actually on that topic, I think I told you recently, I'm actually thinking about quitting my job. Yeah. Because I'm not happy. Uh, my job doesn't make me severely depressed and makes me where I don't want to stream or do anything like I usually like to do. Um, and I recently come to the fact that just because I make decent money doesn't mean it's something I need to do. I've come to the terms recently where if I'm making at least, I honestly, I'm thinking about quitting my job to become a full-time streamer. And the reason why is because as long as I make a thousand to two thousand dollars a month, I can live off of that with my wife's salary. She's happy with her job. She feels fulfilled. I think it's more about looking out and seeing what actually makes you feel fulfilled while not comparing yourself to others who are successful. It's like, for example, in this world, it actually, more people are depressed, I think, because of the internet, because they see more success than we've ever seen. Because back when we were kids, what was it? Movie stars, bands? Newscasts, you know? Yeah. Like, was that the only people we actually knew that were like, know really wealthy at the time that we knew like obviously like right as there's people that are wealthy without like old riggers things like that but from what as a perspective wise when you're a kid we're just watching tv because we didn't have we had the internet but not like it is now and seeing it back then you saw like famous people and you're like okay that's the one percent and yeah that's still a true thing they're still like the one percent but now you have people that are like in like the 10% and the 20%. Like, let's use big streamers, for example. Like, you have really, really big, successful millionaire streamers like Ninja. And then you have the 20%er, like Dr. Lupo, where he has like seven to 8,000 people watching him all the time. Nowhere near the money that Ninja's making, but he's still almost a millionaire. Yeah. So now you have these different levels in society, not just the 1%, not just the 10%. Now you have like the 20 to 30. And then like once you hit the 50, you have like, let's say, our, our us type of people, we're not hurting. We're still living paycheck to paycheck most of the time, but we, we're not going without. Right. So we no longer have the blue collar, white collar civilization. We now have so many different steps and we can now notice that. And I think that's the problem. Is that people are comparing themselves to all these other people without actually realizing hey do something that you want to do because you love it and feel fulfilled versus i just want to be famous not have to do as much work and get money because there's even streamers who are big streamers who stopped streaming because they didn't enjoy it anymore yeah. and they were making millions i definitely think that that's a perspective that takes a lot of self like realization to find out that money isn't what we want because i've noticed that too like the older i get the more i realize like well, the things i want to do don't require me to be a multi-millionaire the things i want to do require me to be able to save money for like a year and then i can do that thing whether it be mm -hmm. like a lot of people want to travel you know you really don't have to make millions to be able to go see the world. You really don't. You just need the time. And for me, like, I realized with the, the self-achievement thing, like, when I started streaming and doing podcast stuff, that was the first thing that I ever felt like I was doing for me. 
where a lot of my life I felt like I was doing things for others because that's what I was supposed to do, you know, whether that be school or athletics or, you know, whatever involvement that might be, hanging out, partying, doing things like that. Like, I think it's so easy to get trapped in the motions of what we think we should be doing instead of looking at, okay, well, what is it that's going to make me happy long term? Is it quitting my job and becoming a full streamer, full-time streamer? Is it moving, going back to school and doing a whole different style of learning and going into a whole different department? Is it, you know, finding a nine to five job where I can go and grind that out and then also come home and, you know, create art or, you know, do whatever your side hustle is? It just, I think, it scares me for a lot of kids who are younger, like in their, you know, teens right now who just see like all these TikTok stars and these ginormous houses and, you know, these Instagram guys and girl models that are, you know, obviously, like, we look at them, we're like, fuck, they're hot as fuck, you know, but they don't see the grind that they had to do. Right. You know, they didn't see the hard work they put in. Now we're just seeing their ass or their abs or, you know, their Bugatti or their million-dollar house in the hills knowledge, Ty Lopez, you know, like, we don't see the build up to that and it worries me for a lot of kids who are noticing this who are just going to be like well maybe i just need to shake my ass on tiktok or maybe i just need to you know create youtube content hopefully it takes off and i love seeing people follow that path of like creating content that they're happy with but i feel like so many people are going to realize that it's not going to make them happy because they're not realizing they don't see anything beside the facade if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what do I know? I'm only, I'm still only a child in people's eyes. <laughs> well, dude, you know what's funny? Uh, my wife and I talked about me doing this that I want to do. And like I said, we're not 100% on it yet. We're still trying to figure some shit out. But we're at the age now where, like all of us are, if you're in your 20s, there's no better time to take a chance. Like, what you might be not be able to buy a house for an extra two to three years maybe five years so what yeah you may not be able to make rent for a month so what like you, okay. you might mess up your credit for a year or two who cares yeah the your 20s I, I talked to my dad and stuff about this too and my dad the one reason why I like i came to like this like how i view all this now is and we were always told before i go into that we were always told that if you're happy with what you're doing, you're never going to work a day in your life. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. Yep. I've heard it throughout my childhood and growing up. But I got to the point where I've, I've gone to college. I've had IT jobs. I've had servers. Like, any job you could think of, pretty much I've had. Um, It's to the point now where I'm like, the only thing I really enjoy doing is, like, making people laugh and smile, but not comedians like i don't want to do that i don't want to sit on stage and do that but uh i enjoy doing that while also like doing something that i like as a hobby which is like gaming or like history or something like, you know that's what i like and it's at the point now where like i rather feel like it's best for people to in their 20s and in their teens take the chance and at least see if you like it for a month or two like take take the time off for a month or two if you can afford it even six months if you can afford it figure out what you want to do with yourself you figure that out you'll never be upset again about it going forward because you took the time and i honestly wish i did that while i was in college 
but you get pushed those ideas in your head like you got to make a living you got to be able to support yourself you got to be able to support your fa a family if you want one get a job that pays well when in reality you're just going to become another depressed joe Smo who has a family you don't really have to end up doing anything with your life that's that's the reality that a lot of people don't want to hear and but it's so true is like you know you can make all the money in the world but if you're doing it if you're doing whatever it takes to make that money and you fucking hate it you're not happy million dollars like i see the people who are like yeah money doesn't make me happy but i could buy a boat and a boat makes me happy you might be right you might be right but yeah. like are you boating 40 hours a week you know yeah if you're not boating 40 hours a week is that boat really making you happy what about your perspective salty because you know We've talked a little bit about different things, you know, and I know that you worked at Walmart for a while, and it's, you know, I have the West Coast mindset, and you have the East Coast mindset, so I'm kind of curious the perspective differences. I mean, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. I think people are strive for too much because, I mean, even if you want to relate back to gaming, it's a uh, high scoreboard. I could be having a lot of fun playing a game, but if you introduce the scoreboard to the game, I see that I'm 2,000. All of a sudden, I feel a little bit worse about playing that game, even though I'm doing, you know, better than a million other players. Even if I was at the bottom of the scoreboard, if I was having fun before, my fun would have been diminished by seeing those scores. And that's what the internet does. Um, but I, I have a slightly different belief, which is uh, not really striving for happiness, but to strive with, with like, you know, to, to feel good about to feel good about everything that you do. You don't have to strive for like uh, happiness is the icing on the cake that comes after you've gotten to the point where you feel good about what you've done. So, you know, it, it's kind of like a weird way to look at it, but I think that if I was living in a place where I was always happy, it would probably end up lowering my overall like highest high I could go to for being happy, because you you know happiness because you also have known other times where things are worse. I agree with you 100%. I agree, and that's why I brought in the feel fulfilled, not just happy. Yeah, because if you... I think one thing that's a killer of happiness, especially in today's day and age as well, is like that feeling of contentment and comfort. Because mm -hmm. comfort... What comfort does to a lot of people, at least what I've noticed, is it kills their time. Meaning they're so comfortable that they just get into a routine. Next time you check the calendar, it's already August in fucking 2020. You know, like crap. Yeah, <laughs> I missed so many things. Like when you're I'll so just in June. Yeah, when you get comfortable, time flies by really fast, and it is easy to get comfortable in a routine, whether it be like a job or like creating content. You know, no pun there but you know you can get so comfortable in like a routine and like what sasquatch said i think that if you're not taking those risks in your 20s and you're already feeling like well i'm in a comfortable spot you're gonna hit your 40s and then that's when you're gonna start really regretting midlife yeah. crisis man yeah it's better to have it in your 20s where you can come back from it at least exactly you want to Convertible on a jet ski. 
<laughs> I got a Mazda Miata. <laughs> Miata. No, I think I like having these types of conversations too because it's it's nice to know that. Cause I, I'm sure you guys interact in your different social circles and you have those people who are very, you know, up here always. Like, they're always at 100%. And I always, I always question if it's a facade or not because it's hard to be 100% every day. Oh, well, the thing is, you have those people that are always 100%. You always have those people that you hang out with that are always 0%. <laughs> And uh, usually when you're in a group like that, one person gets mad at the other, and the other person is, like, laughing and mad at them, but they're laughing while they're doing it, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Uh, I have those people that I hang out with in my Discord. But, um... Yeah. I, uh... I don't know, man. I feel like it's a facade sometimes, too. But sometimes people are just, like, they find their happiness, and they find, like, their fulfillment. So I have a buddy. I'm not gonna name names. He works in a kind of like a military, oh, he's not military, but he works for the military. He's like a contractor. Um, he doesn't mind his job. He doesn't like his job, but he finds fulfillment outside of his job that makes it where he doesn't, he doesn't mind going every day doing that routine with his job because he finds fulfillment with other things because his job allows him to do those other things. Right. So if your job allows you to do those other things, great. If your job or whatever you're doing doesn't allow you to do things that make you feel fulfilled or like makes it where you don't want to do the things that you usually like to do, that's when you have the problem. And now I'm in that situation now. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk to people because the, the field that I'm in right now is you have a range of everything, right? You have, you know, high-level engineers, critical thinkers, you have high-level, you know, techs who can do anything with any tool you give them, you know. They can build a house from the ground up. And I hear so many times, like, people work in 60, 70, 80-hour work weeks, and I'm like, guys, like, why? Money's good. And I'm like, are you good, though? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, because I'm all about, like, if, if people's priority is to get money, and that really makes them happy. Go for it. Every happiness is subjective. You know, it, if seeing that fat check at the end of those two weeks or week or whatever it is you get paid, and you're like, I'm fulfilled with that. That that week was worth it. All power to you. I just fear for a lot of people who do that. They're doing it because they think they should. And then they get home and they're like, Fuck, man! Like, I have to go work again. I'm, I hate it. Like. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? You know, it's why would you put yourself in that mindset? Because I don't believe I'll say like 80% of the time, I don't believe when people say that they're stuck in a situation. You're never stuck. I like I think there's a small portion of people who might be stuck and it's not in their control. And that's vastly different. But when people say that they're stuck in a situation, whether that be like a shitty job or like they're in a relationship they really wish they weren't in or, you know, they have kids with someone and that situation's shitty or like they are, I'll use me for example because I'm a prime candidate of this, they're overweight and they can't become skinny. Like it's all, I, I think it's all bullshit. Like, anyone can find a different job anyone can 
get out of a shitty relationship. Anyone can lose weight. It's you just have to do it. You're, you've gotten so comfortable with your pain and your depression that you just don't want to take that step and do it. Right. Hey, Wes, that's what, what if I told you I'm stuck with diabetes? Listen, you're in the 20% that I said can't change the situation. <laughs> I'm sorry, Salty. <laughs> but that's that's what I was kind of trying to say too earlier was that those people at the 100% find their fulfillment. Yeah. I think that's why they're 100% all the time is because like they've come to this realization that we we're talking about where like you can always change it, you can always get out of it. Yeah. And I think that's why they're always at 100% because they're like they found that medium. And obviously some people are have the facade but the people that i know that are usually always at the 100 percent is because they have gone through so many different environments i want to say like jobs life choices significant others things like that where they find that 100 percent and they stay there because they're like i found what fulfills me i'm yeah. good i don't care what happens yeah i have a couple buddies i'll name one because he's been on the podcast his name's seth um he is a I don't really know what title he would want to give himself but he is a very well like a very good speaker and he he's I don't want to call him a salesman because it has such a negative connotation he's not that but he is in the sales world and he's someone like and, and I've noticed this too like the people that I want that I like look up to have all become peers that I've met because it's so hard. Like I know a lot of people who will look up to like, especially like streaming world, they'll look up to someone like, let's say Ninja or, you know, Tim or, you know, any of these big name dudes. Right. And like, that's great. I think a lot of them are good dudes and they do great things, but you have to realize the perspective of your reality. Will you ever get to a Tim, the Tatman status? I don't know. It's possible, especially in 2020. But are you going to get to like a Dr. Lupo status and then be miserable because you're still not at that Tim the Tatman status? Like, that's what scares me with people. And like, I look up to someone like Seth, not because I think I can achieve what he has because I can't. He's a different person than I am. And he's wonderful in his position. But what I want to try and get to is his level of happiness because I see that guy on social media and he, I see him, I talk to him sometimes and he's just always doing what he wants to do. You know, it'll be like Monday. He'll be out like sand duning. And then Tuesday he'll be in fucking on a beach and Wednesday, like, you know, keeps going and going. And like, I want that for my life where I can be like Monday. Well, I'm going to go for a hike and I'm going to stream for eight hours. Tuesday, I'm going to go do this and do that. And that like, I'm not at that point. I have to go to work to be able to make the income to survive right now but i'm seeing the outlook where i can change it but i'm i'm happy with my job right now at least for the right. most part <laughs> well see and that's what that's why i want to take this chance yeah because if i can like i said make a thousand or two thousand a month that will get us by and we can still be okay yeah that will give me the stepping stone to start making all the changes even more so that i want to make and not that i don't already have already started doing that but um it just gives me more time to do things i enjoy 
and lets me make the schedule things like that yeah but also another thing that we haven't brought up is that with these big people with like tim the tap man and things like that you can actually go back four years in the past of vods for tim the tap man and actually see him working his way up exactly and i've been watching tim for six years now all right since he started and when i first started watching tim he had 50 people in his chat now i go in there i can't he won't even see my message half the time no nope. but he knows who i am yep. he knows my screen name i've had the same screen name for all these years yeah and and when he does see a message from me, he goes oh it's been, you know he mentioned something yeah but no one ever really looks uh, looks at the past how they worked it up because I don't know if you guys remember Tim the Tatman started with Counter Strike. I thought he started with. Oh wait, maybe it was someone else. I didn't know he was a Counter Strike guy. He started with Counter Strike. His first few streams, I think for the first six, six months, was him playing Counter Strike. He only streamed for two hours a day, at night, when he got off his job being a mechanic. Oh shit. And he wasn't like a certified mechanic making money. He was like the mechanic assistant that you just hire off the street. You know what I mean? And he worked this hard job and he hated his life, but he still pushed and pushed and pushed. And he's even like cried on stream and stuff when he first started out. And like, he like was like anger and all this other stuff. Like you don't see anymore. Really? Not the funny anger about video games that you see. No, real, real anger. And, um, people forget that. I think. Is that like people actually worked their way up? Because Tim didn't get big till two years ago. Right. He didn't get big, like big, big. Because he was still only getting like a thousand or two thousand viewers. Like he's under Doctor Lupo level. Doctor Lupo is like middle ground now, right? Uh, my opinion. But he was in that like average streamer mode. You know what I mean? I remember the day that he came home from quitting his job, became a full time streamer. I remember that announcement. And that announcement was when he was only having like 600 to 1,000 views at a time. So he did the grind and he battled the depression and everything while he was doing it. And I think that's the problem, like you were saying with the teenagers, where they just see these big things and like, oh, I just got to do it. Not thinking about actually how there is a grind and how you actually have to work for it. Right. I, I, I've been telling people that every day lately because like, you know, all three of us stream and you know it's so easy to get done with your stream and immediately run to your stats and be like how did i do and you can get fucked up looking at those stats man you really can't don't do it and it, it's so not worth it but like someone asked me the other day when i was working like oh how's the stream doing i'm like it's great I'm like are you making money i'm like a little bit and he's like oh okay like he just like played it off and i'm like here's how i look at it right I can't control who quits, right? I can't. Like, I could have the most clickbaity, or I can have the greatest intro, or the greatest title. I can't control who clicks on it. I can't control if my video gets pushed on YouTube. I can't control if DLive puts me on the front page again. I can't control other streamers hosting me, like, like someone big coming in and hosting me. But what I can control is consistently putting myself in a situation where those things could possibly happen. And I think that right. that's where a lot of people fall off because we, we we've gotten so used to like immediate gratification, right? Like I can get on my phone right now 
and I can immediately do things like right now. I can you order know? food. It'll be here in 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. There you go. yeah. I could, I could have nuggets by the time we're done, you know, and I am fearful for a lot of people who are coming up where they've literally grown up with social media because we're, we were right on the cusp. Like I was in high school and Instagram was starting to get big. Facebook's always been prevalent. You know, Snapchat was like a year after I was out of high school. And I just... I, I didn't get Instagram until college. Yeah. I'll just put that out there, yeah. You know, and I, I'm i worried that a lot of people are, who are growing up with this social media are just going to be like, oh, well, I can instantly see all this gratification. And then when they graduate high school or college or whatever it might be, and they're like, where is it? Where's all the things that all these other people do? Because there's not enough people. Like, we can see Tim the Tatman's grind, but there's a lot of people we can't. We can't see those. You know, like, I like to talk about Asmongold sometimes because I'm a WoW streamer. You can still go watch videos from eight years ago when he would look even more like a fucking degenerate. In his treehouse. In his treehouse, yes. You know, like. In a treehouse. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. It is. You know, and like, it's. It's about the consistency is key in everything. And that's what I've come to realize. And it's it's a lot to take in sometimes because, like, there's days where everyone wakes up and you're like, well, I'm going to just sleep for nine more hours because fuck this and fuck everybody. But if you're not taking that step and, like, doing, like, the thing you want. Because, like, if you have a dream, if you're not working on it every day, are you sure it's what you want? Like, 100% sure? Cause like, I think there's some people who want something badly, but are you doing the steps to get it? Because anyone can be anything. I truly believe that. You want to be the next Brad Pitt? It's possible. Why isn't it? He was just a dude until he became Brad Pitt. You know? It sounds silly. It sounds cliche. But I think it's a reality for anybody. It is a reality. I think Salty could become the next just fucking hmm. Salty, I think you should become like a salt shaker. Like put in metal plates. Well, you know, I lead over people. I'll put my nose. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like over the top or anything like that. I just like having these conversations because I don't get to have it with people. No one wants to talk about this type of shit. I think, I think we also forget, too, the ages they tell the people that are successful that we watch. We're all in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. I think uh, Wes could be the next Logan Paul or Maverick, as they say. Dude. Merchandise for you. <laughs> I hope you're not the next Logan Paul. Put that out there. <laughs> for your sake. Do I get to take a trip to Japan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all. I've always wanted to go to Japan, so. I don't think you want to go in that fashion. Listen, I will give Logan Paul. You'll never hear me say this again. And you fuckers watching this better not clip this. I will give Logan Paul credit. He's maturing into a decent content creator with a level head. Didn't his house just get raided by SWAT? Yes, it did. That was Jake. Mm. Wasn't that Jake Paul? Was it? Oh. But Logan sent them. Oh. 
Oh. Why? It was during the huge swatted phase, the swatting phase. Oh. oh no, I'm talking about just recently. They, they like. Oh, recently. This has, has, has got raided by like FBI or SWAT or something. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like they got swatted. It was they got raided and they pulled out a bunch of guns and stuff out of the house and there's like truckloads of agents showed up. Yeah, that it's was kind of insane. That was Jake. I didn't know about that one. I'm sorry, they're interchangeable in my brain. I I don't know the difference. To be fair, I just have a card. There's there's a brand of cards called Maverick. And I know yeah. one of them called Maverick. And I was making a joke. The only reason why I say what I say about Logan Paul is if you look at where he was three years ago compared to now, he's not getting any credit for trying to become a better person. And it's hard because he's really he's done things that are unforgettable and or unforgivable in my eyes. Well, like hazing did rest. Yeah. But I appreciate I don't watch his content. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> I don't watch any of the Pauls or any of the top people who are involved in drama pretty much if you besides mr beast if you're on drama alert i don't watch your content i don't i'm just not interested but i will give him credit that i think that he's finally starting to mature and realize his wrongs but we'll see um i i got about 15 minutes before i have to head over to the office to do my second podcast is there anything you gentlemen would like to close out on I don't know. Are you Frank? Um. Hey guys, put my favorite game on mobile devices. It's called Raid Child Legends. It's innovative new game on mobile devices. Fuck all the graphics. There's no playable characters. In a Raid Do you think they'll ever have like over like 600 playable characters? They're like, already over 400. I'm just stuck saying over 300. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Still true. Remember the new lines. I the... could I could do I could do uh more than ten. More than fucking soundboard. <laughs> he's created a whole soundboard where he just doesn't have to talk to people anymore. Hi. I remember that. What's up? <laughs> he was trying to make me. He was trying to get me to make one. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. Well, why don't you guys? We can. We can call it now. I would like to do one in person as well, Sasquatch, just because, like, you know. Zoom oh, absolutely, call. man. We live close enough. And salty whenever you decide to come to Utah or I come to North We're, Carolina. You have North Carolina. There's enough room in my shed for two people to sit across from each other very awkwardly. It's not filled with stuff. I'll put a camera at a weird angle and we'll just have a swinging light between us. Can we? Can yeah, our shop light. Can our chairs be like, uh, like chunks of firewood? Yes. I was cut already. Don't worry. Okay. So, uh, bomb shelter. Got it. Yes. No. 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 If anything lands on the roof, it'll probably go through and hit us. It's not a bomb shelter. Damn. <laughs> We're like targets. We're not safe yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Well, There's also a possibility of snakes getting into the floor. So that's interesting. Poisonous? Okay, or... I'm out. All right, well. <laughs> are they just friendly? We're looking for <laughs> <laughs> Are they just friendly little snakes? Or are they like, you know, hey, let me kill you type of snakes? We don't discriminate. Oh. I do. <laughs> so on that one, on that aspect, I definitely do. No snakes. No snakes. You bring George into the shed with us, so keep the snakes out. George is the man. George All is right. his cat, if he didn't already mention that earlier. I don't know if I, if he did or not. But how oh, about... my mom, sorry, I was going to say, my mom bought George a new litter box, because the other cat just 
goes in the litter box and poops on top of the litter and doesn't bury it. I don't know if you know. Other cats don't appreciate that. <laughs> the the Georgia would fight back by just leaving little turds everywhere else in the house. God damn it. That'd be so my mom bought George a new litter box, but it's like the size of like a kid's bathtub. That's so like, yeah, they can't, like this, like this bar, like this tall. Oh my god. It's like, it's great. First thing George did was poop beside it. Yeah. <laughs> Claiming his territory. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is mine. Well, how about both of you guys um, pitch your Twitches, what you guys are planning for the future as far as like streaming or what games you're planning on playing lately, and then we can call it from there. You can go first, Sasquatch. Okay. Um, so my stream is Honey Sasquatch, all on word. Um, and I do stream on Twitch. I am affiliated, so you can subscribe or you know just come by and check it out. I don't care. Give me a follow. Don't. I do not mind. All about just making content. Uh, I haven't been streaming recently, but I'm going to start picking back up soon. Uh, I usually stream high, high, comp uh, high competitive siege. Uh, I'm usually high plat diamond range, so it's pretty competitive. I also stream some WoW and some uh, team fight tactics. It's also in, like the mid competitive if you're trying to win that. And then, do you have um, Twitter, Instagram, anything? Yep, like all hunting Sasquatch. All hunting Sasquatch. Perfect. Uh, except for Twitter is Hunting. No G, because Hunting was taken for some reason. Hmm. Weird. And then uh, Yield Salty. Most of the audience currently knows all about the Frank, but go ahead and... I, I stream on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Completely casual. I stream casual seed. Nothing else. <laughs> Only casual and unranked. There's no competitive gameplay. I just play Amaru. I bust through a window. I kick people. Uh, <laughs> and I play Fall Guys. Currently, and uh, if I'm streaming on Twitch, catch me at saltyfrank.com. If I'm streaming on any other platform, go to saltyfrank.com. If I ever change anything, it's gonna be changed to saltyfrank.com. All right. All right. Saltyfrank.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, salty Frank. Before we go for that one, uh, if you ever want someone just to come into your match and just team wipe them every round and then say call them a cheater, let me know. Yes. That's what I like to hear. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, I like doing these Zoom calls, so uh, we can plan these more regularly if um, you guys want, as well as if the audience enjoys it, or if anyone listening, if you decide that you're like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to have some friends. Come hang out. Come join the Discord. We'll do a Zoom or call. Or if you're a big, big fan of uh, early 2000s Zuzu uh, commercials, yeah. Zoom Zoom. Zoom Zoom old Mazdas. I only drive Mazdas. Not by choice. Um, as far as what's going on with the channel for me, we I have another podcast I'm going to that will be live around 9.15pm Mountain Standard Time. Tomorrow uh, there will be three total. Read Between the Lines, it's making its monthly episode. We will be covering, covering Silence of the Lambs. Great book. Great movie. Wild shit. Don't eat people. Um... I am doing DaxCast tomorrow around 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then James and Sarah Johnson are making their their return for part two of their life story. And we'll be hearing Sarah's part of it since James did his last one. You can find the first part on any, any podcast streaming platform or YouTube, here on Twitch, whatever it is. Thank you again, everyone, for following. We'll call it here. Make sure to go check out both Sas Hunting Sasquatch and Salty Frank at their uh, 
respected areas and uh, don't eat people. Thank you again, everyone. Bye. Bye.